Welcome everyone, you're listening to Calling the Audible, and perhaps watching Calling the Audible, I'm your host, Pease Delariz. I have returned after a one-week absence, as my throat is no longer swollen. Joining me is uh, the Eagle at Master Control, and the Iggy at Super Bowl 41. I don't know, I lost track. This is going to be relevant for both of us. That's true. The Eagle. I'm betting so heavily on Chiefs. The Eagles, yeah. Really? Yeah. On such a close line. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I agree. I think you guys are gonna get wrecked. Yeah, no. I'm going. I'm going under the no. points. Yes, I am. <laughs> no, we're not gonna get wrecked. Okay, you if might. It, it's a possibility. If <laughs> it's more likely Philadelphia wrecks KC than KC wrecks Philadelphia, I highly but, disagree. But I, I, I disagree that, or I don't believe that. A blowout will happen. It's more likely that this is a close game. Well, because the thing is that the Eagles are a smart team. I have a smart coach. Uh, they're going to play smart. They're going to be smart, and smartness will ensue. Are you doing this? Are you doing a Sirianni thing? That's my thing? best Nick Sirianni. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just I don't think we're going to look back on the career of Pat Mahomes and be like, yeah, he didn't win a bunch of Super Bowls. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm kind of playing this in reverse. Like when we look back right. at the career of possibly the most talented person I've ever seen play the position. Sorry. The most talented person I've ever seen play the position, not possibly. Um, I don't think we're going to look back at it and be like, man, he left so many more on the table. It just doesn't It doesn't feel that way to me. LeBron. It's hard for him to do an Andy Reid LeBron's won four championships, bro. Yes, and four and six record. Does, but it doesn't matter. He won well, four. I, I, I know. But, <laughs> like, but, like, if Pat Mahomes goes four and six, that's, I expect right. that. Well, But why can't one of the six be against Philadelphia? Um, because the Jalen Hurts is was to his backup in college. So, and look I at, mean, had they drafted two, maybe. And look at them now. Look maybe. at them now. Look at them now. Yeah, he's a backup. Um, no, honestly, I, li- I like him a lot. I, I no, like he improved a lot. Oh, absolutely. A lot. Absolutely. From last year, just from, from one year. From the time he got benched against Georgia and Tua beat Georgia and broke my heart. And, uh, and even like that. And, Tua, and through the time where Tua got drafted and got concussed and broke my heart. Um, <laughs> a lot of broken hearts. A lot of broken hearts around Jalen Hurts and Tua took a little for me. But um, the thing is. Love hurts, baby. Love hurts. It does. It does. But I'm 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 excited for you anyway. I just I there's a weird thing with Philly sports fans where they're like finally it's like <laughs> you guys have been to Five like years. three Super Bowls in like twelve years where Miami's been in one in my lifetime and no, I'm forty. It was more, oh, it was two thousand four. The okay, the one tw- within twenty for, years. Yeah, 20 sure. Years, yeah. So less than a generation, you've been there three times. Hey, relax. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm not. And, and largely undeserving because McNabb was terrible. Mm. Um, oh, he was well, that's great. A hot take. He was great at checking down. And deep ball and running. Yeah. Westbrook. Yeah, Westbrook was great. That was awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. But McNabb, terrible. Um, Hot take. <laughs> it's nice, though, that, that Andy Reid, uh, once he got like Smith, finally had a quarterback, and then now finally has a really good quarterback. So, <laughs> speaking of Super Bowls. Yeah. What, I, what snacks do you have? Exactly. Oh, he, we're, we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. Piece. I like that. Cause well, I read your article. Because my article, exactly. I had a I've top three. you up to, to promote your article. Well, Nah, my article, whatever. Yeah, Division five and six readers. Well, the Division six readers normally will read my article. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for subbing. Uh, thank for you, me. Division six, for going down that marijuana-filled <laughs> rabbit hole with me. <laughs> Tangerines are delicious. It was quite, it was quite the, quite the thing. Um, yes, on my article, I gave a top three uh, power rankings of Super Bowl snacks. I need your uh, both of you, Eagle and Peas, your top three Super Bowl. Party snacks. Okay, I have an OLI. You have a what? OLI, outside looking in. Okay. Because um, I never have it, but I love it. Uh-huh. Pigs in a blanket. Great OLI. 
Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just outside the cusp. Yeah, yeah. It's it a lot. It's literally that. It's it's there. Um, uh, but do you not prefer the sausage rolls? Yeah, but so like in that family, yeah, like okay. sausage rolls, right, right, right. pigs in a blanket. Okay. Um, it, look, it's either a sausage and a croissant or a hot dog yeah. and a pancake. Yeah, yeah. It's you know in that that family of foods. Okay. Um, Number three. How's that looking? Uh, we're gonna do. Are we are we doing like a draft? I think uh, we don't figure this out. You, I, before I answer the question, I want a clarification on what you consider a snack. Any any foods you have because you know I have a meal at the Super Bowl. They're just yeah, but I also have, would rib, consider rib, everything at ribs. a Super Bowl party a snack. Like if I you have know. a square of lasagna, it's still a snack because it's Super is Bowl. it though? It's a Super Bowl. You're allowed yeah, yeah. you're allowed to eat a copious lot, amounts of a, food. A lot of many things. Yeah, I mean, give me some homemade guacamole then. Number three. That's your number three. Yeah. So well, yeah, am yeah, I allowed yeah, to I, choose? I, I made, I'll make mine from scratch. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. I, and, or, no, so that's a good one. I, yeah. I'm okay with that. You can squash an avocado. Congrats. Um, <laughs> it's mixing the the ingredients know, in, the, in the right order and the the right the lime freshness. Uh, the right jalapeno. I'm I'm teasing eggs. Yeah. Uh, so number so three. I, I wouldn't have gone guac. Uh, but so like, are we allowed to choose the same things? Sure. Okay, because I thought it was like a draft. No, not a draft. Okay. No. So in that case, I'll save my number one. Oh. So your number one is well, guac, and later. Uh, guac and cheese. It's not. It's not. It's not. I okay. don't understand the system. I'm saying if I if I if I needed if I needed to ensure that my oh, people no. remain, yeah, right, I would right, go right. with my top pick number no, three. No, 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 go your your personal top three. Can we get some fanfare, Eagle? Some fanfare. Yeah, like when we make a selection, can we get like a sound, like a celebra- celebratory sound that we made a pick? I wish we had planned this in the pre. <laughs> this is the pre-show meeting. Yes. Um, number three. Number three for me. Is oh there we go. <laughs> My mom's themed donuts. She always <laughs> m- makes <laughs> she makes donuts. They uh, are amazing. That are but are themed t- like the colors are themed to the the Super Bowl contenders. Oh, cool. So like it's gonna be like red. Uh, let's say like probably like uh, uh, red velvet frosting with yellow sprinkles versus uh, you know mint and vanilla or something. Nice. Like, that's cool. that. She's gonna do that green and yellow, and then like. The, who will win the Super Bowl is actually which donuts get eaten in greater volume. Yeah. Okay. Number two, Eagle. Well, if we're going to be doing something thematic, then we're going to open up my bar because every year I do <laughs> thematic cocktails based on the participating teams. So this year I have a Missouri Mule versus the Philadelphia Fish uh, fish Punch Bowl. Man, Philly has nothing good culinarily, huh? The cheesesteak, but yeah, the, I, I meant what I, I said. I heard, I heard what Juju said. I meant what I said. That's a, a snack. We're counting that. I don't. Uh, I asked you the definition. You said anything you edible. have. The food, edible. Yeah, let, let's put all the because like I'll, I'll save my beer that I make, but we'll put that OLI. We put all the alcohols OLI. I'll start looking in. Uh, I mean, at that point, I have to yeah. go just pure classic chicken wings at that number point. Number two. Okay. Not not number one. All right. But then again, two. I have like five different types of sauces that I usually make and everything sponsored by Mike's uh, hot sauce rub and everything. So Wait, uh, name, name, name the number one sauce that goes with the chicken wings. Uh, th- It's a buffalo truffle. There you go. Number two, peace. Um, number two, if I have my pick. Um. And we're gonna have a we're gonna have a version of it at the party this year. Um, well, it's actually we're just doing a family thing this year. We're keeping it quiet because okay. uh, th- it was uh, do a small sprawl event at my brother's or divorce if we were gonna host again. <laughs> and I cho- I cho- listen. I know I'm soft, but I chose I chose love over uh, the Super Bowl. So small intimate get together my brother's Kay. instead. Uh, Number two, Wagyu sliders. Oh damn! Yeah, 
um it's it's got to be enough fat content because you're not grilling them that um you got to be able to get some flavor wagyu does that well i guess you can go like you know fatty cut of beef and that'll be fine too but you know if you can have wagyu go wagyu nice number one eagle I mean, I was going to go with my Super Bowl tradition at home, which is every... But it's every personal to you, right? So you can't... like yeah, My, my mom's donuts are not something a, everyone yeah, has. But, but again, mine, mine falls into the beverage category. For every touchdown scored, everyone does a shot of Jägermeister. And again, that's what the you rules. just use that as an OLI. I'll tell you looking in so you yeah. still get the shout-out. But that, is for, that would be that's my number shout. one yeah, at that yeah, point yeah, yeah, in time. Yeah. So, so you, you still get the shout-out, though. Which is, by the way, so like everyone has a shot. What was the, the terms? Uh, every touchdown scored Damn. is a shot of Jägermeister. All right. Damn. So yeah. Travis Kelsey first TD. Fifty dollars. Um, Let me tell you, the uh, Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl, we got fucking wasted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. But then for actual you food and everything, um, I'm going to go with yeah. the uh, assortment of stuff that comes from the oven, as I'm going to describe it. So regular fries, sweet potato Absolute fries, ribs. mozzarella sticks, all this potato stuff. Potato skins. Potato skins, yeah. Exactly, you're lumping yeah. way too much in there. No, it's because it's like, it's like a platter of all the stuff that comes together. So I get, I get what you're saying. You're, you're saying like absolute nerve platter. Yes, exactly. But the, yeah. but the mozzarella sticks are way too salty. They're they too be. salty. They I can. mean, if you make them by hand, they're not. I guess. Jalapeno poppers? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all that yeah. type of stuff, yeah. 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 Um, see, like, so for my number one. Yeah, number one, peas. Super Bowl power ranks. Are you going to produce the show? With, no. With the sound effect. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and now the horn is because the pizza guys went outside. It's fine. Pizza is great, but it's not my number one. No. I will grab a couple, sna- a couple of slices of pizza, just like I will grab some nachos, um, okay. just like I will grab some of the 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 absinthe ribs. My dad makes these uh, shrimp wontons. Sorry, pops, outside looking in. Ooh. Sorry, yeah, yeah, the shrimp like baked wontons. Oh, delicious! But outside looking in, chicken wings. I love chicken wings. Number one. Number one. I've been. I have. Yeah. I've been fermenting peppers. That's going to become fermented hot sauce. I talked about it in the Division 6 article, yeah. which also cross-promo for Division 6 because I'm a pro. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I uh, I like it. I'm excited to do them. Uh, even though I'm not hosting, I am bringing a ton of food. So I'm excited for that. Awesome. I don't have a Ribs chicken. Ribs also looking in. But this one says bird. Nah. Sounds nah. delicious. How about this one? Ducks of Oregon. Ducks. <laughs> there, we do have a team called Pigeons in Division 6. That's true. That's so true. The, and what is Pigeon if not for a small duck? So uh, we do have the playoff schedule uh, coming out uh, by the time this podcast is Is the article out. up? I know you're writing it today. It, it will be up okay. by the time this podcast is up. Uh, so uh, take How a look. How late are you working tonight? <laughs> I know it's it's oh, spo- okay. It's, it's, it's scheduled. It's ninety eight percent done. Okay. and needs a two percent revision. Because like for like you know, pull back the curtain a little bit. We we get home at like midnight on Thursdays. Yeah, it's terrible. It's yeah. terrible. It's we complain about it, but it's also the only way we can do this show and actually provide enough content for all the divisions. Yeah. We literally had this conversation yep. today yeah. about how like can we shorten it? Like, well, but then we're taken away from the division, so yeah. like. Fuck it. Like that we our analytics say the bulk of players who watch on YouTube watch their divisions basically. Yeah. Um, and for those on the audio podcast, it's somewhat more pa- pa- passive anyway. So if you're like me and you listen to podcasts while you do grocery shopping or while you're driving or whatever it is that you're doing, taking the bus, um, it's going to be passively listening anyway. So allow us to give you three hours of entertainment a week. Yes. Uh, so that uh, <laughs> I was just waiting for you to say anything because I so, my point. <laughs> uh, so take a look at the article uh, and jot down the dates 
the playoff dates will be uh, available. Uh, keep them in mind. We'll, we'll repost the article about a week or two before the playoffs. Um, we just want to get it out there right now so that uh, so that you have the dates and that you book them in your calendars because those dates are final. They are uh, not subject to change, uh, barring you know some outlandish or crazy uh, circumstances. Um, these. Uh, obviously, we were speaking about the Super Bowl just now. It's a Super Bowl bye week, yeah, and it's still some games. Yeah, it's only weekend games that there are, are not being played. Yeah, uh, so Monday. That's and a weird way to put that. No weekend games. <laughs> Tell people what's not happening. No weekend games. Games will be played yeah. though uh, Monday and Wednesday. So uh, as I like saying, you know, as we start talking about Division Six now, we'll talk. Here's all the teams we're not talking about. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then go into the ones <laughs> we are. Um, yeah. So remember. Five games played is what's required for you to make the playoffs, so make sure you get them in. Uh, you have seven days to contest a game is played, so if you get to the first round of playoffs and you're like, hey, what the hell? How come I didn't get a game played? Like way back in week three. Too bad, sorry. Yeah. Um, the next thing is um, if you show up without jerseys and the scorekeeper enforces that you wear jerseys. No, no, not that the scorekeeper enforces sorry, it. We will here, here enforce it. We will enforce it, yeah. and if it's basically being requested or if it's needed by the team, uh, not because of a color conflict, but rather because the team doesn't have jerseys, you will not get the game played. If, however, you, two teams have the same color jerseys, the team with the pennies will get the game played. So yeah. make sure you have jerseys. Cunning stunts, for example... I don't know what's going on. I see your team picture with jerseys. No, that's their pennies. They're the new FPF pennies. Are they? I thought they were jerseys too. I'm like, oh, they have jerseys. Perfect. And they're not jerseys. Then I look at the logo. I'm like, oh, that's the FPF logo. Those those are the Come new on, pennies. It, it really, it's yeah. not expensive. Just get jerseys. Like it's literally, if you all have white NFL jerseys, wear those. Yeah. It's that simple. Um. So yeah, so uh, th- those are all things that... Um, our in terms of our uh, what's in terms of like our functional. I'm gonna add a slight uh, addition to this administrative section. If you qualify for a playoff seed, but you don't have enough players that are eligible for playoffs, you forfeit your playoff seed to the next team. So yeah, keep that in mind. All of these things will be uh, communicated to your captains as well. So if they're not sharing have information been already, with you, are in the rule. They, yeah, they, they, they have been. They will continue to be. If your captain has not let you know, that's not on us. That's on your captain. Yeah. So um, there's a reason why they're named captain. It's a responsibility. Um, and so call on them to get you the information. And also, like if that information is not clear or, or you don't understand it from a league, we're not hard to find. Players talk to us all the time. Yeah. All the time. 90% of my work week is spent talking to players. Yeah. So, yeah. And please. if you're not getting information, stand on your desk. Oh, captain, my captain. Mm. He doesn't get that reference. What are you, Alexi? Maybe. <laughs> the Poet Society, it's a movie. Yeah, I know the of the movie. I never saw it. You've actually. seen of it. You haven't seen it. I've heard of it. Yeah. I haven't actually seen it. Yeah, it's good. So once again, thank you for uh, taking my place for the Division Six article. That's where we're going to begin. Transition. That's where we're going to begin this. Yeah, I was working. I know, Come I on, man. I just said you after la- after last week. You know, <laughs> not not doing such a great job. I'm like, okay, let me focus just a little bit. And I'm like, uh, peace. Thanks for the Division Six uh, article. That's where we're going to start today's show. Uh, what's uh, what are we talking about right off the top? Um, 
Well, it's it's related to our first topic, but we got some feedback in our on a Facebook group um, because I mentioned Baby Rays have a uh, former U Sports quarterback, uh, Saint. Uh, I can't remember his uh, name. Olivier Saint-Onge. Olivier Saint-Onge. I forgot his first yeah. name. Olivier Saint-Onge uh, played uh, for Rimouski, uh, played also at Concordia, uh, although I don't believe he was a starter. It doesn't matter. Very Obviously very Capable, good football. Capable, yeah. Um, now, I will say a couple things. One is that tackle experience doesn't necessarily mean that you'll have flag experience. Or we've flag success. Flag success. Yeah. Well, we, sorry, that's what I meant to say. Yes. We We often actually, we've had this debate many times, we haven't actually seen a decorated tackle quarterback come in and win a championship. What we've seen instead, for example, is uh, game changers. When they arrived on the scene in Division 5, went undefeated and, and just strolled through the championship. And they legitimately didn't know. that They knew they were athletic, but they didn't know if they were going to be that good. Yeah, or uh, the level of FPS. Yeah, they yeah. just didn't, they didn't know. They didn't know where they fit in. And we suggested that we'll start in Division, at the time, Division 5 was the lowest division. Right. Um, so the, the question was posed, um, w- you know, what, why is it, how is it fair that we're competing against guys who come in from, uh, you know, U sports or whatever, like it, it, the cap system is broken to which I say, yo man, this is hard. <laughs> yeah. It's like, for example, none of us knew ahead of time that St. Orange was on, uh, was a university quarterback. You mentioned to me in passing yeah. by week three, like, oh, he, he, apparently he's played before. No, uh, Tyler Gerberg had mentioned it in a preseason game uh, there where mm-hmm. we booked the field at Lachine uh, through Rob. Uh, and I'd said, oh, yeah, we're in Division Six, And, uh, yeah, potent- we might have a U-Sports QB. Yeah, fair. But but so, like, but that's informal. Like, yeah. Like yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not something we knew. Like, we, yeah. when I say we, like, FPF knew about specifically right, right. when the team registered. And on top of that, I would say that the the thing is is that when teams register, a we don't know for certain if it's the same person. For example, if someone named Thomas Brady signs up to play FPF, we're not going to assume it's Tom Brady playing FPF. Yeah. We'll also assume that this person wants a high level of competition and will want to play in a higher division. Um, but also, if we catch one person, let's say for example, uh, Olivier Saint we say no, you can't play Division Six. But then another quarterback or another player who played high level U sports does end up playing in yeah. Division 6. Falls it's not the equitable crowds. and it's not enforceable on our end to be able to catch everyone. Look, there's 240 teams. We're not going to be able to catch every single player. Um, it's one of the faults. Like It's hard to run a league this big. If we were a small league of 32 teams, it would be a lot easier. Um, and I mean, I know we're talking about quarterbacks because they obviously influence the game well, but we can use this for any position, right? We've had cases where like linebackers have come into play FPF and you're like, well, are you going to be good or bad and in like a more agile based sport and everything? You know, if look, you're an offensive at, lineman, are you considered good or bad and not like in the way we play the Look league at league? Marcus Lynch's impact on Win Diesel that I wrote about in the article, right? Like that's adding one player. Yeah. They went from middling to like, okay, well, they're probably, if not the best team in the division, right. near there, right? <clears throat> Eagle. <laughs> right? You agree? No. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> um, so, the other the thing is... Um, oh, and just another point on that one, too. Uh, besides people who with football experience, I mean, if you're just generally athletic, does that mean we should also penalize you? Like, imagine if you're, yeah, running, if you're a gold medalist. If you're running track and field or yeah. basketball on the team or whatever, is it, should we put you a higher division because you run fast type of thing? Like, no, that's also not fair to you. Yeah, yeah Jessica Bonstappen, for example. Yeah. Probably the most athletic person in FPF. Like, 
she's got a low rating because she came in through one of the lower co-ed divisions, right? So, like, um, all these things make it really difficult. Uh, we have thousands of players who play in FPL, um, plural. Mm. The other thing is um, we've talked about, like, if you have solutions, we're all ears, by the way. Yeah. One of the things I've su suggested is when a team comes to join FPF, they're not allowed to register in Division 6. They start in 5 or 5B. And mm. the problem is, so my, my philosophy is the bad teams will lose and get wrecked anyway. So whether it's 5 or 6, they'll get wrecked. Yeah. And the the good teams will find themselves either middle of the pack or good anyway. And they could, they'll be able to be sorted. Uh, but that, of course, affects our cap. There's a lot of things we need to yeah. to weigh if we're going to go that route. And like just the... the quick thing off the top of my head that makes it seem if if we tried to implement that that division six would have like eight teams well no because there's a lot of returning teams that will play there in their second season or or, or like teams it teams will get relegated from 5b into six you know what i mean yeah it just goes against the nature yeah. of the cap it's and, just and the it's way not the it, way it's not the way we've operated right. since the genesis of fpf right. we have to like literally change a lot of procedures to make it possible yeah, yeah, yeah. um but also, we haven't had to do that because yeah. it's not typically what wins in Division 6 anyway. Yeah. Usually, you know, the high-level players want to play high-level. And so, yeah. it's a bit of the honor system. Uh, but it's what, they, what, what Baby Rays did, other than missing the opportunity to call their team Sweet Baby Rays, um, they didn't do anything wrong that's within our rules. Yeah. It's and, fine. and look, they're 4-0. And, oh. and we're going to call them out on the show and we'll call them out in articles, but... They're not doing anything wrong, and they're look. They're four and zero. They Week won last. Going to be fun. They they won forty to nine last night. I didn't watch the whole game, but they played right after me, and I saw a couple throws. Didn't look that that great. Like some wobblers out there. Like there's nothing wrong with wobblers. Wobblers I'm, are. I'm, I'm expert, just saying it, it, it didn't. I wasn't yeah. all impressed. It's yeah, not it's like, oh, oh, like, oh, here's here's Adam Sinagra level. Mm, yeah. No. Adam Sinagra, by the way, no championships. Yeah. yeah. Like, he will get there, by the way. He's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, he will. But it just, it's The transition, different. the transition is, it takes three to four full seasons under your belt till you really start grasping the game. Yeah. And he's literally the most decorated Canadian quarterback, I think, in history. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, he's, he, like, oh, oh, short of, like, CFL He was right? like, draft eligible. He has, yeah. like, a profile page. Exactly. Of the CFL, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, that said, we've talked about Baby Rays a little bit. Uh, who's more of a threat to Maccabees, who I think are amongst the class of division? Would it be Baby Rays or the Abibis? Not exactly the way I had phrased the question. Uh, Just answer the question I asked you, man. I, I know. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to ask... Nobody a, needs to know! I wanted to talk about a different thing. Uh, between those two, uh, I think I really like the Habibis. I like the roster composition of the Habibis. I really like the way Zach Stacy's developed. He's like fast tracked. That's another thing where where because there's no ratings in fall, which we're changing, which we're changing because it's <laughs> stupid. Um, he was allowed to sneak into Division Six, which again they're not doing anything wrong. No, kudos to them. Great roster building. Yes, right. Absolutely. Yeah, for, for Are sure. Are their wins representative though? Because they beat Gru's Crew and mm -hmm. Jeff Rock State University, who are mm -hmm. both zero and four. Yep. And then the only noticeable like good win, I guess, in call it is against No Fly Zone, and that one was <gasps> a destruction. But you can also make an argument No Fly Zone isn't good. So. Is this? A Division Six False King. 
Potentially. Maybe that's why you like them because you were on the original False Kings and so you see a kinship. I so you know you you the through having s- taken some psychology courses and and having a degree in psych. Yes, you a do degree in psych. Yes. Wow. <laughs> you do tend. Does to, that mean you could control my mind? Yes. <laughs> nice. You do tend to uh, affiliate yourself more with people that are more like yourselves than than uh, than different. What than the hell am I doing here? <laughs> Well, you have a low opinion of yourself, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> you should uh, probably see someone. So, yeah, that, that makes sense. See, Iggy, that, that help you. That, that checks out. Yeah. Maybe false kings, Habibis. I, I on the other hand, uh, maybe because of the thing you just specified, let's call it Iggy's theorem. Because of Iggy's theorem, which is a longstanding uh, psychological standard, which we've established today on Call the Audible, yeah. uh, which congratulations. Thank you. you. Patent pending. Yeah. Um, according to Iggy's theorem, uh, I associate with Baby Ray's because A, I loved the way that Killer Ray's played mm. when I first saw them play in FPF. I was, it was a team I was enamored with immediately because it was an offensive system that kind of reminded me of mine. And uh, like with like sort of different priorities, like they attacked deep more often, but generally the concepts were very similar. And I was like, oh, cool. I, I like what these guys are doing because I like what I do. Um, and then, and then uh, you know, now with Tyler Gerberg uh, being a teammate on Hot Sauce Sports, um, I know how good he is as a receiver. I like uh, Corey Bianchi, Curtis Ryan, uh, Evan White. Like These are all like key pieces on yeah. their higher division team. Yeah. So it's not, it's, not, it's not surprising to me. Like To me, the fact that this team all fits in Division 6. Yes, that's the more that's surprising. A, that, that's the part where it's like, oh, yeah. How does this team fit? Like, not even... The th- again, the fall. It's because, again, the fall. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they played well. They had a, a I want to say, 6-4, and four, maybe 7-3 and three record in Tier 3 of the Fall Cup. You know, uh, faced tougher competition. I remember playing against them. So they, they faced the Kiss My In-Laws, the Diamond Bougies. But they even beat Diamond Bougie mm-hmm. uh, during the regular season. Lost to them in the playoffs. Uh, all, all to say they gathered so much experience there. Yeah. Uh, and, and still came out with a winning record against, you know, Division 4, 5 teams in, in what is Tier 3. And it, it's just, it's crazy that, you know, they're still able to fit in Division 6. Because here's the thing. Um, St. Ange hasn't, like, not not talking about his talent, but he hasn't played well. Like, he, he's right. played fine. Like, he's yeah. 18, 18 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, 3-1. to one. Yeah. He's completing 62% of his passes. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and like he he's had he had a three interception game against Wild Hogs, he he had two games where he threw three interse- three touchdowns. Is that like you want to be scoring a minimum of four? Yeah. But the team the team around him is so good that while he's learning, it's allowing the, it's allowing them to see success. Yeah. You know, so like you can you can look at um at what the team has done offensively, and sure that's fine, but. You know, Curtis Ryan has three interceptions. Tyler Banky has three yeah. interceptions. Jalen Wells has two interceptions. Um, they have five sacks, four by uh, Jared Irony. Six, six. Sorry, six sacks. Uh, four by Jared Irony, yeah. uh, who we've talked about as being an exceptional rusher, even He's though great. like the numbers don't even fully reflect how good he is. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> this is a Division Five, maybe Division Four, likely a spring Division D team at least. Oh, C. Division C. Team. D or C. Exactly. Playing in. Division six, six yeah. with a U Sports quarterback, which again to me is the least offensive part of them being yeah, in division. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, so, so you're going Habibis over Maccabee, uh, Baby Rays over Maccabees. I'll uh, was taking the position of uh, Habibis. Yeah, 
but I do. I actually like Maccabees a lot. I think. Uh, yeah. I think they might actually be um, the top dog. This the defense across the board is really good. Uh, the question is whether Shimmy Khan's. We saw him get shut down in the final already. Right. Um, yeah. And so if he if he can just be a little better uh, this time around, come playoff time, come come finals time, they might actually be the top team in the division. Uh, Dime Squad. Um, you know, we talked about teams that weren't cheating. Dime Squad, legit cheat squad. Yeah, straight up. Like the you you falsified the team na- the player a player name. We caught you. Don't do it. We're gonna catch you. Like again, because the league's so large, we might not catch you right away. We always catch. Teams. Yes, it's it, why it's why we spend so much time doing what we do. Yeah. And player pictures uh, helped uh, <laughs> with that one. So it's thank why you. Gonna, it's the, why we're going to be the power it. of Eagles fist compelled uh, Dime Squad to be uh, the cheat squad here. It's a tiny fist, but it's you're powerful. welcome. Yeah, the power. I think I've been saying it for years. This was going to happen. So finally, we put our foot down. And we solve a problem ourselves. It's almost as if we caught a team trying to cheat in two finals back to back, and then some other teams tried to do the same thing. <laughs> well, who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? Um, so yeah, so you want to tell us the story? Yes. So I believe they were playing the Royals, um, Dime Squad versus the Royals. Uh, one of the players noticed that uh, the actual Justin Charles, a quarterback that has played in FPF, played for Oreos, I believe. Oreos, yeah, and uh, and in the FPF Junior. And we know, of course, yeah, from FPF Junior as well. It's literally uh, someone we have a relationship with for years at this point. Y- yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know how they thought they would get away with it. Uh, was playing under a falsified name. I, f- I forget the, 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 the name that he was under. Joseph, maybe some... Uh, I, I can't remember. We removed the profile already, so we can't even look it up. Uh, was playing under a 55-55... Justin Ferry. Justin Ferry, thank you. Uh, playing under a 55-55 uh, quarterback rating when Justin Charles' uh, rating was 67. 67, 69. 67.3 uh, above the 65 division cap. Uh, so they had actually, uh, it, uh, the game against the Royals, used Justin Charles and in their previous game as well, both of which were wins and now are forfeit losses. So they uh, they now fall to one and four after I believe well with those two wins did they, they were did three, they, uh, and three and one did they contact the league after they were informed I don't believe I uh, saw a message but I haven't seen every single message and like the, again they did this against the team uh, in the Royals who have uh, FPF experience and I believe they have some FPF junior experience as well where they would have recognized Justin Charles it's sloppy it's sloppy yeah you know I'm watching. I watched a Liam Neeson movie called uh, The Honest Thief, where like he he robs twelve banks and nobody knows he's he's known as the In and Out Burglar because of how expertly he robs banks. I thought you said In and Out Burger, and I'm, I'm what well, I, I keep thinking of In and Out Burger <laughs> while I'm watching the movie. Does um, he rob the banks animal style or? <laughs> well, very quiet animal. What's the quietest animal? Like a cat? Like a cat burglar? Is that is that what that's I don't from? Think cats are that quiet though. They're not. They meow. They purr. They make a bunch of noises. Cat burglar. Um, then again, with my hearing, all, all animals are pretty quiet. So, <laughs> yeah, true. Um, yeah. So yeah, bad, bad luck for them. But like, just don't cheat. It's a rec league. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're uh, now instead of three and one, one and four, and uh, now it, one of the teams in red. Which again, the playoff format. Uh, it's not just if you are a team in red means you are eliminated. Um, I believe uh, Division Six. 
uh, bring it up here, but it's uh, usually it's about 80% of the teams that uh, that make it. In Division 6 specifically, it's 24 of 33 teams. So if you are in the bottom nine teams, uh, then you will not make the playoffs. So just because you're uh, one of the teams in, uh, in red in your group does not necessarily mean that you're going to be uh, eliminated. Uh, that said, Dime Squad is one of those bottom nine teams right now. Eagle, I need you to research something for me. Um, are pregnant women allowed to drink Mountain Dew? Yes. No, I need your research. But why would... Like, I don't know. E- Eagle does saying. his own research. No, Peas. Come on. That's, that's like... He does his own research. That, that, that's like the QAnon saying they do their own research. I'm, I'm going to ask the follow-up question of why do you believe they wouldn't be able to? Because it's terrible. <laughs> so it shows bad taste, and so they shouldn't have children. Yeah, but those are two different things. Exactly. So look it up. I mean... I, I can't say that on air. Never mind. <laughs> so look at him. <laughs> I know. I thought of the same joke and I couldn't make it. So I pivoted. Okay. <laughs> um, so the reason why I ask is Mountain Dew babies are three and one. Uh huh. And so I think maybe their parents being irresponsible help them get good at football like mutants. Um, so not unlike mutants, they find themselves three and one. Um, their only loss this season came to Slippery Slopes, which is surprising. Well, surprising, but also. What's more surprising is that they won the next game, and it, it in itself was not a slippery slope. So good on them. Mm. Um, yeah, listen, they're not all going to be winners, okay? Yeah. I had to argue with this idiot for like 10 seconds. Yes. Um, but so I don't know a ton about them because a lot of new players to FPF, but they're playing remarkably well. Um, they beat Threat Little Midnight, who have been a little pluckier than we thought they might be. Um, they, they, they beat Pigeons. And Wild Hogs, who are a team who I was pretty high on coming into the season. Yep. So... Um, what are your thoughts here? Um, I do like the quarterback play uh, as of right now. Uh, I believe uh, Simon Constantino uh, running a bit too much, but you see that in, in Division, Division 6. six. Yeah. Um, but he runs effectively, right? He's picking up a first down with every running attempt. He's got three touchdowns. Three three TDs. That's over, serious. Over, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's serious damage. Over 200 rushing yards. So you say you don't believe in running quarterbacks? I didn't say that. Sounded like you said that. I didn't say that. <laughs> Pointing to a random hat on a random person's head. You can do when you can do both. You're dangerous, just like Simon Constantino. Right. Uh, so whether it's through the air with ten TDs to only two INTs, that's that's the big thing in Division Six, protecting the football. And with only two interceptions, granted, it's only been three games, but still, you you tend to see the the high, the interception count just a little higher. In uh, in Division Six, you some some guys already have eight or ten plus ints on the season. So uh, the fact that he's protecting the football uh, and distributing the ball somewhat uh, relatively well, yeah. he, obviously every team and you know especially in the lower divisions uh, likes a clear cut number one uh, for him. That's Jerome Cadet, sixteen catches, one hundred forty yards, three TDs. But they paired it up nicely with uh, Nicolas Fortin as a wide receiver too. So when you have a one-two punch that you uh, can rely on, plus the running attack. It's uh, I. That's what I like about the Mountain Dew babies. Eagle. Yes. What's the answer? Of course they can drink Mountain Dew. Did you check? I don't need to check. All right, I'm gonna stop the entire show. Let's check. Uh, so no, 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 no. Oh my God! Some idiot needs to learn. <sighs> can pregnant women drink <laughs> Mountain Dew? Because you're doing your own research, please. And Peace. is Eagle stupid? 
Eagle stupid. That one came up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. First first result. I'm pretty sure it means Eagles, and yes, they are, because they're gonna lose to the Chiefs. Not recommended for children, pregnant, or nursing women, you asshole. Pay attention to the goddamn show. Do your job. Why wouldn't Mountain do that? Because <laughs> they can't drink caffeine. <laughs> I think. I don't know. I don't know. Wait, anything. it said children or babies? Babies also. Oh, so Mountain Dew babies. <laughs> so literally That's this entire team name <laughs> problematic. It's dangerous. They're, they're so they are dangerous. They're a dangerous team. Dangerous uh, team. They, I, you, you heard it here. So, Eagle, are you saying I'm right? That uh, maybe I should do actual research and not be on QAnon? But you can, Eganon. You can have caffeine. Uh, but also you're wrong. So maybe you're wrong again. Maybe you're always wrong. That was actually... Maybe you've gone through your whole life being wrong. That was the best five to seven, ten seconds that we waited for. I know, right? For an answer. Also, you're reading it wrong. The Mountain Dew <laughs> energy drinks are not recommended. Not Mountain Listen, Dew drinks. It's the first result. It's, <laughs> it's not on me. It's on Google. Correct. I should have gone to ChatGPT. And that is in the I should have gone, but I asked you to look it up. So why don't you just do your job and not waste time on the three-hour show? What do you think about... No play zone. <laughs> I love how it's my fault he can't read. It's, it's your fault for not doing your job because I got other shit to do. Like message you privately about jokes we can't make on air. <laughs> so, whereas uh, Constantino is protecting the football uh, more, uh, Adam Weechi, who has, who has played uh, yeah. FPF, not necessarily as a quarterback. This is He's played a little bit as a quarterback. A little bit. It was the um, top season? No, but even that, that Ethan Adrian team... Primetime. Primetime, that's it, yeah. Uh, he yeah, through, a couple of games. Through, through a couple of games, but now he's really getting the, the bulk of the starts, the, the starter for the team. Um, like, I, like I was mentioning uh, about the interception count, he's already thrown six after four games. Uh, a couple of games with three uh, INTs. Did he throw every game? Because he... Yes. There's uh, Justin Plant. Oh, yeah, he's only thrown... Well, the, the, first, the first game against Jiprock, he threw four of eight passes. Or completed four uh, passes uh, see, on eight attempts. Uh, two of those game, the the following games, uh, three interception games. But he did clean it up against uh, Gruss's crew. I, I caught a bit of that game on Sunday night. I think uh, it's Gru's crew. Gruss's. All right, Gruss's crew. Gruss, this is your crew. <laughs> Gruz's. Gruz's. Yeah. He's uh, the grusing for bruising. Is this like John Gru? No. No, uh, the Minions guy. Oh, yeah. Gruz. Oh. We're officially getting old, and the the, oh, the, the references Christ. are freaking kids' movies that who are now adults. No one's wearing no one's wearing a minion shirt. Yeah. Uh, they screwed up. Okay. They screwed up. Uh, yeah. So protecting the football. So he did do that against um, in his last game against Gruz Crew. Uh, four TDs, zero INTs. So that was the uh, impressive part. He was he was uh, I want to say picking apart the the defenses. Uh, Playing more safe with the ball, throwing a ball out of bounds to the sideline uh, where only his receiver could catch it. Uh, little things like that that he needs to continue uh, in his QB development. And uh, I, I from I saw a bit of the bananas game with the week three where he threw uh, three interceptions. He was more, a bit more of a risk taker. So it looks like in uh, only already in two weeks time he's uh, he's playing a, a safer game, which is is critical, the vital. You only get six or seven possessions, so uh, not throwing an interception versus throwing three is huge yeah. in Division Six. And to be honest, like twenty-four points against Bananas, where you throw three interceptions, the team is aptly named because that's not a bad, a bad defensive show, showing, considering your quarterback is let you down. Right. Right. So, like, yeah, yeah. the team name is apt, unlike Gruz Cruz, who aren't wearing minion shirts. N- so, no fly zone or banana? no fly zone. Or bananas, no fly zone. That they're that the they're defense aptly named. The defense is bailing is, them out. Is not letting them fly. The uh, the opposing offense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought that was the implication that they were making. Do the defensive statistics uh, back that up, though? I mean, they don't have a ton of interceptions, but like points allowed, like that's yeah. part of it, right? Like so, so only allowing six to Jeprock State, who are going to struggle all season. Yeah. That's fine, uh, but fourteen against Cruz Cruz. Uh, BBs we expected to be a stronger team yeah. anyway, yeah. Um, and bananas again twenty four points when you give three extra possessions to the other yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. bad. Yeah, actually, yes, uh, you're absolutely. But is that right. is that a representation of their strong defense or just the poor offense by both Jiprock and Gruz? Well, but I, I'm referencing specifically bananas game though, right? Yeah, like, yeah, bananas game is the one where like because they also got three interceptions that game. Yeah, so exactly. like they they bailed they literally bailed the quarterback. So um, that that I think is. Important to consider. Uh, we're going to talk to Raf Morelli in a little bit. Um, he's our Division Four writer, doing a great job in his first season writing yeah, for FPL. Really love his uh, articles. Absolutely. Um, but while we wait for Eagle to get that in, I just want to ask you a question. Um, if the season were to end today, and I know I'm putting you in a rough spot here because yeah. it's one of your teams. Maybe I should be asking. But the is question. Jerome Huffington? Um, do you think? I know. Look. Bias acknowledged. Do you think Jerome Huffington of Kiss My In-Laws is the leader in the clubhouse for two-way player of the year? I think it's no question. I think right now... I think it's a question. It's no question. I think it's a question. It's no question. I literally asked it. It's a easy answer? <laughs> Fair, but I I think I, I think there's there's some there's some debate. I think... No, I think if... No, how about... I'll, I'll state it this way. If the season ended today, yes. he's, he's winning two-way player of the year. Yeah. I can I can concede that, but I mean like that's that's that was the first part of of the 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 question, but the second part of the question was who could steal the award from him by the end of the season. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's situations like guys like Dawson Pierre, which is difficult is there's so many weapons on the read. Yes, where he's not yeah. featured enough on offense, and the easy answer would have been. Oh. Louis Beijing. I, I it's exactly who I would have said. He's playing so poorly. Yeah. What's not, going on? Not great. Not great. What's going on? I don't like. I, I was talking to Alexi after your game. Uh, Kissman's on. Uh, Kissman lost against uh, Louis Beijing. The sheriff. Yeah. What happened? What happened? It wasn't pretty. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the <sighs> other than that, Matthew Peacock maybe a balls deep. Um, if he gets. A little bit more production on offense. Um, Balls deep is weird because again, th- there's a lot of different and and they haven't played as much. I, I believe I think they just went. They just they played. Games yeah, what well, two one and one record now. Um, uh, if you play defense, maybe you could have uh, made <laughs> no <laughs> made a case. No, it would be the, like, like even if five balls were thrown into my chest. It would be a disingenuous award. <laughs> I think if uh, Emil Bolulo of uh, of Bebe Magic uh, was targeted, well, not necessarily targeted, but if he just boosts his offensive numbers in the second half, um, his brother, I, I believe Vince uh, Bolulo, uh, has uh, has majority of the yardage uh, for Bebe Magic. Um, but yeah, the Dawson Pierre's. Uh, there's, there's three. There's three names I think okay. that could have a big second half of the season. Okay, give me. Uh, Isaiah Lard, just yeah. because, like, the just guy, be, yeah. the guy can be wrecking this division yeah. if if he, if he was cut loose. Um, Gap Poisson of Team Ethic, yeah. uh, because I think he's got to replace the production lost by the outside receiver named uh, Will Bessonet. Will Bessonet, that's yeah. it. Like, he's got to be that guy now. That team. Yeah. And your number three, before you say it, I'm gonna guess it for you, William Power. Yeah. Yeah. So when we started the season, <laughs> Will Power was double teamed on every play <laughs> for the first two games against who? Um, Lelou 
They knew we were doubling him. I don't think it was purposeful. Um, I think it's just the reaction to motions. Well, um, may- maybe. Maybe they, they saw his, oh, my God, we have to cover yeah. this guy with the curly hair. Um, and uh, week one, uh, former teammate Juwan Edgehill was lined up on willpower, and Justin Blanchard took that as major, major disrespect. So I think uh, as people remember who Justin Blanchard is, willpower will get the defensive player. Hey, Raph. Hello. How's it going, buddy? Not bad yourself? Good, good. We're just uh, talking Division 4 here. How's it going, my, my man? Yeah, very good, man. I'm ready for it. So, Iggy says that Jerome Huffington is a lock for two-way player of the year, uh, Division 4. He doesn't see anybody else as a challenger to the throne. Do you think... Uh, I think he's wrong. Yeah, um, go for it. I think he's wrong because there's nice. definitely <laughs> some players... There's definitely some players in this division, uh, like Dawson Pierre and uh, Nick Gropini, who definitely have the the athletic ability and the volume on both sides of the ball to to put up numbers to win two play. Our argument with Dawson Pierre was just there's too much on the read, offensively to like to funnel the ball to Dawson Pierre. That that's fair because his brother is uh, Santino's brother Dante does take a big portion of the uh, of the offensive targets. Um, but but I think Dawson Dawson just has that that factor that if they need a they need points they'll just throw it up to Dawson and and he'll come down with it so I think he could definitely be in the running for sure. Yeah, Grappini is a good shot too. He yeah. just he hasn't had a, a lot of defensive production yet, but he's a guy who can get three picks in a week and it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, absolutely. He's been our, he's definitely been our anchor uh, on offense and defense uh, so far this season. He's. Uh, He's, he's a little emotional. Like, I find his, his emotions kind of take him. So if we're down, he'll be a little bit down on himself and, instead of, you know, staying focused. So I think if, if he can fix that and just play every play like it's the last one, uh, I, I think he can, he can also really get close to, to winning that award, which would be his first, actually. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll hope that gets fixed uh, after uh, February 20th. Before then, there's no need to fix that. <laughs> so, hey, Raph. So Iggy, Iggy here. Um, Hi, so, Iggy. Hey, hey. Uh, so, so from your from the the takes in your articles, I I, I get the, the the sense you know that we we love the re we love the uh, kiss my in laws it's the clear favorites and et cetera et cetera. Um, what what that that that's kind of the expectation of what was going in. What has surprised you the most in uh, in division so in division four so far this year? Um, you know, I was expecting fourth and Shillong to have uh, a good season, and they kind of came off really hot. Yeah. Um, had a couple of, of losses uh, as of late, actually. But Michael Caprelli is definitely one of the one of the top tier quarterbacks in Division Four. So uh, I, I think he's somebody to watch, and uh, I think wide open bar actually impressed yeah, me so far. Uh, I, I didn't consider them one, to be strong at all, and like they're, they've been great this season. Yeah, absolutely. Like they, them and Martin and Leflight kind of came out of, of left field, like some you know teams that that we didn't really expect to have such an impact so far, and and they're both sitting at four wins each, uh, being in the same division, the you know Group E. Uh, I think they they've been they've been a big surprise uh, to me this year so far. Okay, what about the opposite? Who surprised you in like that's not playing up to the level oh, that you thought for sure be. for sure bandits i absolutely expected bandits to to have a better season so thus far i think they just got their first win last week uh last night, i was definitely I expecting last night that's it i was yeah. definitely expecting them to to have a better season because I've, I've played them in the past and like we i know we tied 
Blue Dreamers tied them last season with AJ at QB. So like they, for them, dropping three games in a row early on this season was was definitely a, a big surprise from the uh, from the bottom half of the division. Yeah, Bandits. Uh, they they kind of split their cunning uh, be- them between them and cunning stunts. They kind of split their squad. So it kind of looks that way too, because like neither team is particularly strong. They're both yeah. kind of good. Yes, but exactly. neither team particularly. But strong. like combined together, they yeah. would have been they like the, the ultimate yeah. team, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. The um, another question you mentioned fourth and schlong. I was talking to Kevin Lubin today of Golden Eagles. Uh, I think before when you were too young to play in this league, Raf, uh, Kevin Lubin was at one point a really dominant low division quarterback. And we're just talking about how hard it is to take time off in FPF um, and then come back and try and and play. Given how how athletic and how uh, teams when we started playing were very static defensively, whereas now teams are very adaptive defensively. Um, and he, and he, he spoke about that quite a bit. And I want to know, when you see a team like that, where you know that they have experience, but they're coming back sort of a, after some gap, being a little bit older, but having also lacked some experience in that meantime, how do you think the second half of the season will look for a team like that? Well, I think, you know, they, they definitely have some disadvantages when playing teams like, let's say, the Reet and Diamond Bougie, where the kids are athletic, super fast. You know, I, I think that they definitely give them tougher matchups. Um, but I've been looking at the rest of their schedule, balls deep, vultures in and out, voodoo. I definitely think they can go, they should go positive in the second half of the season and end with an above 500 record. Uh, Kevin Lubin has so far has had a, an average season, not too yeah. great, throwing six interceptions and only 14 touchdowns, but their game off coming off fourth inch long with a win is definitely going to give them some, some motivation heading into the, the back end of the season. So I do expect them to to have a better finish uh, than they did start uh, in Division Four for Golden Eagles. Uh, last question uh, from my end here, Raf. Um, in in your articles, and I and I, I believe that uh, as well, we're interested in uh, looking at the Vultures. Um, they started 0-2 with uh, Phil Roberts not having a great start to the season, but this past week they uh, took down Diamond Bougie 39 to 12. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on uh, on that game. I thought it was uh, a surprising result. That one absolutely surprised me. Like you said, Phil Roberts hasn't had a, the start to the season he would like, um, but they were able to finally turn it around and, and and score some some good amount of points. I think they scored thirty over thirty. Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Yeah, wow, 39. that's that, and and holding Diamond Bougie to only two touchdowns yeah. was really impressive, especially considering that that Diamond Bougie has like they created one of the most turnovers in the, the whole division. So the fact that they were still able to to get Phil Roberts to throw two INTs and were still so far away from winning that game really impressed me. I I guess they they, they offensively they used uh, Ben McMahon more yeah. than they had prior. And I think that was probably their uh, their key to success. I mean, they, they have really good players, right? Like James yeah. Dresdell, one of the best receivers up and coming, arguably, in all of FPF. So I was really surprised to see them drop the first two games. And I said it, it really comes down to Phil Roberts and, and how he's able to manage this whole roster and their offense. And that's going to be their key to winning games. Eagle, you have anything? No. All right. Uh, one last question for me, then. Uh, your top three Super Bowl snacks. My sorry, top three Super Bowl snacks. Yeah, uh, for sure. Number one is chicken wings. Absolutely, uh, we agree on that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would go nachos two. All right, and 
That's a good question. Number three. You can only fit one more thing on your plate. What is it? I would definitely just go some, uh, go to my roots here. Just a little bit of pizza for sure. All right, perfect. I like it. Nice. Thanks, Raf. Appreciate the <laughs> All time. Right. Yeah, See thanks. You guys. Look forward to your article, bud. Thanks a bunch. You've been doing a great job, man. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Good night. Later. And we're back. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was a little uh, little taste of our uh, different voice uh, for Division Four in, uh, in in what uh, we've been covering. You know, it's been a lot of my voice, your voice, and uh, I think we're going to incorporate a little more of the uh, the community, the media, the other media members that uh, contribute to. Uh, well, somebody puts his voice on the power rankings and the show every week. Like, God, an article. so Jesus. get that guy Two off. Divisions, he's get, writing. Get that get that guy out of here. This guy, yes, people. Um, so, were you? We talked about the thirty nine twelve win yeah. over a diamond bridge by vultures. Yeah, um, I'm. There's a part of me that's not surprised. What I see it. What it is is diamond bridge are still an experience, and there's a lot of experience around Phil Roberts. So, like, yeah, if, if vultures can play a competent defensive scheme. That Which they're not known to. They're not known to. <laughs> they're not known. <laughs> they're all like, about the offense. But it's Division Four, right? Like, like well, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, where the that's offensive true. numbers are starting. You know, averaging twenty six yeah. at least. Like, I, I, not even averaging at a minimum. But this is also a, a, like so. At the very least, Vultures have played this caliber defense before, where Jules Rajenbald and Diamond Bougie, they're still new to FPF. This is the first season in Division Four. In fact, I was surprised that they've been this successful this early, because this is there's a there's a difference from Division Five, Division Five to Four, uh, or Division uh, D to Division Four. Yeah, they were in D Tier Three, which I think Tier Three was their like yeah. it's between somewhere between four and five, so they went essentially from. But but like based on the teams that were in Tier Three, it felt five year. You know what I mean? Sure, like, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I that's that's still twenty plus games of experience, which. They are already coupled with their athletic abilities, their flag experience from outside. I'm not. I'm not that su- as surprised as you are. Just a comment uh, on this game. There's, I think, two things uh, why vultures really uh, stood out and laid the the, the whip on uh, on Diamond Bougie. One, I think Phil Roberts, and you can kind of see it from the stat sheet. He just got the ball in the hands of his playmakers. Mm-hmm. Let them do the damage and there's nothing wrong with that hey, but is there some institutional lack of knowledge like Diamond Bougie just doesn't know who Ben McMahon is doesn't know who yes. James Rysdale doesn't know Kevin Donnett like, yeah it's so like especially yes. Ben McMahon and Kevin Donnett when you see them they're smaller dudes you, you don't, don't think much yeah and then like all of a sudden they're oh. catching ball in space and like what is this yes like <laughs> oh we have to be careful here and here and oh my god these guys are yeah. They they just felt I'll go with the the Mo Khan word of the of the year bamboozled. Uh, I, I'm sure they had the oh shit we're in we're in trouble right now. Uh, so getting the the ball in the hands of his uh, of his playmakers and then the um, the pregame stuff. They were breaking down video. Uh, the vultures were of uh, of Diamond Bougie. There's a couple game of the weeks out there. There's the finals play that helps by the way. When there's tape on you, yeah. It helps. They, Especially they were, the finals where you have the, the overhead the bird's view. bird's eye view. Because yeah. game of the week, it's hard to really see. Yeah. Although, man, I hate that people 
know a couple of things about me now that didn't used to know. <laughs> I know what you're referring to. Yes. Look, don't don't, <laughs> don't follow don't fo- don't follow those beautiful baby blue yeah, eyes. I know. It's unfortunate. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Um, now I gotta throw the people I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a what a concept. <laughs> um so yeah, the game planning of uh vultures, they they tried to take away what uh what they saw and um in, in, in Jules Regimbald. They saw something they could exploit and yeah, I think the the score uh, tells a story. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, given that that Crazy Gornemal is in contention for Defensive Player of the Year in Coed One, um, ca- who can we see as the leading candidate for Women's Outstanding Player? And I mentioned Crazy just because maybe Jessica Bostampin wins that award instead as the most valuable uh, female. Although I don't love the name of that award. Um, but anyway, I, the point is we want to value the, our women players in the division. Yep. Um, so Jessica Bostampin is there, Emmanuel Bronsard, uh, sorry, Emmanuel Bronsard, <laughs> and uh, Lorraine Beauchamp are some of the leading candidates. <laughs> Who do you see? I mean, it's hard to not pick Jessica Bostampin. Yeah, in that. it's She's just a wrecking ball. Like when you, yeah, yeah, that's it. When you're so dominant at one position, even though Lorraine Beauchamp is a, maybe a better two-way player overall. It's just the 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 effectiveness, the third and long and fourth and long situations, the the key situational uh, moments that Jessica sets up her defense and the team with. It it just leads to wins, and 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 that impact has to be accounted for, and, and more above and beyond the twelve sacks, twelve sacks in four games. It's just averaging three sacks a game is crazy. I mean, we talked about it. I already got clipped on this. I'm gonna get clipped again for God's sakes with my my shouting here, but like. Uh, for me, it's it's Jessica Bostampin. Um, I the, the one the one thing though is I can see Lorian Bochin just having a an insane second half of the season where she maybe like she has seven touchdowns caught already, right? Yeah. So it's gonna be and like by the way, seven and three games. Damn, that it's it's nice. significant, right? So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. rest of the way, um, can we see her go like I don't know. 12 touchdowns and then she ends with 19 touchdowns. I was going to say yeah, double that, right? Like, double that the yeah. 7, you know, 14. So but let's say like she ends up in a 19 to 23ish touchdown range. Whoa, 19 to 23. Where did we go from 14 to 19? No, I'm saying if, if she adds double. Like if she like if she's only played three games. Has a team does the team have seven games remaining? Oh my god, that's true. That's oh, the thing. Wow. Oh wow! Okay, I, 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 okay, I see where you're going. So, so if, like, if, if she, she adds puts 14 up, touchdowns to her seven, and she's at that 19, 20, 21 range ish range, oh, it's hard to not give her the award. Yeah, even though, again, it's not a two way player award. It's the most valuable to the most valuable female player. Or is it? Maybe we should reword it. Uh, mo- see what I mean? Most, like it's most outstanding, maybe most outstanding. Fem- yeah, female player. You still don't. Lo- you still don't it's love weird. it. It's weird. Why is it weird? Um, I don't know because if we if we just call it most outstanding or most valuable player, it's disingenuous that we're not we're clearly giving it to our women players because we want to celebrate them. Uh-huh. But at the same time, it's weird to draw a distinction in a co-ed division between men and women because we're you know what I mean. Like it, we don't want it to step here as a secondary award either. It's it's yeah, I know it's I know we see it that way. Uh, yeah, I, but I, I want it to I, feel. I like it. Yeah, we want it to feel special, right? So yeah, uh, yeah. No, if she definitely gets. 19 to 23 range and even uh, defensively if she can add a pick or two uh i i yeah she also has 11 tackles That's, by the way like she's yeah just solid defense she's leading the team in tackles yeah 
Yeah. Uh, I'd have to reconsider if if she reaches that range. If she just doubles what she has, as as impressive as 14 TDs is at the rate Jessica's yeah, 14, going, 14 I don't think would be enough. Yeah, that's like it. it's 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 a solid season. It's not yeah. it's not a standing to your it's, point. It, it's actually a, a very good, almost great season. But 19 is like eye popping. Yeah, yeah. The and then like when you look at the female quarterbacks, like. Sarah Parker, the nine interceptions is just hurting her. Like it's yeah. it's tough. It's tough. Uh, she's having a, a little down season for her for her standards. Yeah, that's why I put the Emmanuel Bronson in, in that discussion over over Sarah Par- Parker. Just statistically, uh, having a, a a better season than uh, than Sarah. Yeah, and so she's again. And Girl Scouts is another team that's only played three, three. games. So again, four interceptions, three games is not ideal. But you know, hundred and two quarterback rating is solid. Uh, 13 touchdowns in three games uh, is very good. So if she has a clean sheet, let's say against Kiss My In-Laws, Northern Braves, and the Funny Club, which is probably the hardest part of her schedule, mm-hmm. um, if she goes through, let's say she leaves that section yeah. with, let's say, 15 touchdowns and one interception. Wow. Let's say. Yeah. So now we're looking at 28 touchdowns and four interceptions. It's not bad. That's as a six-game sample size, yeah. like that, that would make her the leader in the clubhouse. I think. Yeah. Um, even though, again, I, I don't see much production defensively. I don't even no, think she a, takes a the tackle. field defensively. Right? Ta- one yeah. tackle, yeah. yeah. Like I think she just takes the field when she has to. On yeah, yeah. Like oh, my my player got injured. I got which, by the way, you don't want your quarterback hurting a finger pulling a flag or something, right? So it makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes no. sense. You play a lot of teams where you can <laughs> you can wreck your quarterback season. By the way, you need to be careful. I don't play a lot of defense okay. now. You play less that. and less. Good. Which <laughs> is like, where's my cardio now? <laughs> I don't run do as a quarterback. Do and, it somewhere else. And uh, I'm not playing de- as much defense. Although yesterday I did. Don't <laughs> get us up. Nah, I was okay. I was good. I, I, again, it's not it's not the the lack of ability. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I. I, I I don't play a lot of defense. I let my guys uh, take more more field time. Which team amongst Girl Scouts, Justice League, and Les Petits Fuck finish with a better record? Do you think? Um, I I like what the Girl Scouts have going. Um, that th- that stretch we just talked about is going to be telling. Right? It, it it is tough. Um, I, I I love the three rosters. I love uh, their picture. Who? They're one of the seven teams that doesn't have. Okay, I brought I brought down the team picks from sixty-two to seven. Look at me, Louis here talking about what you did for the league. Eighty-nine percent. What about the, what, what the league's done for you? Eighty-nine percent completion. I grew the league from eighty teams to two hundred and fifty teams. Yeah, we're talking about the here and now. What What have you done for me lately? Actually, I grew from zero to two forty because there's no teams before P's. Like I, I refuse to acknowledge the the, the pre P's era. Mm-hmm. Don't don't go on Justice League. Their <laughs> their their pictures just as good. Yeah. Um, Justice League was a team that I was high on coming to the season, um, and it just hasn't worked out. Like Kevin Lubin missing a couple of games doesn't help. Um, it just seems like there has some roster inconsistency. Roster is huge. Yeah, that's not what if I expected. Go, if you to go see on it, Eagle, um, it's massive. And again, <laughs> Sarah Parker. 16 touchdowns, 70 completion percentage, 70% completion percentage, Jesus. but nine interceptions. Like it, It's such a weird season for it's her. It's timely intercepts. Like, it's just one bad throw that's that's getting picked off, right? Yeah, and like, like, you know, 722 yards in four games. Like, she's marching down the field. It feels like she's getting to the red zone and throwing an interception. 
But isn't that exactly it. like normally where you would throw it if you are kind of like that driving team where the windows get tighter, the chemistry isn't there as much because your roster isn't consistent, and so where I feel, you think the ball is going to be high and slow behind you, ahead of you. I feel personally stuff. insulted and attacked by everything you're saying. But yeah, no, the, th- the thing with Sarah Parker is also it's where she specifically has struggled in big moments and in, in playoffs and stuff, right? Like it's been in the tighter areas of the field. Um, so. It's something I, I think with her, it's really going to click and then she's never going to look back, right? Like once we get to that point, it, it's going to be it's gonna be night and day and then she's going to go get back to the regular level of dominance we, we expect to see. But to answer your question, Nikki, it's hard to not, um, to not choose uh, Girl Scouts. But maybe Le Pizzi Fuck just because, again, that, that schedule for Girl Scouts doesn't set up particularly... Uh, well for success, you know what I mean, and and we've seen the Pitsyfuck play in championship games recently. God, this is getting out of hand. Um, a, a lot of them, I just looked at all three schedules. They all kind of play the same teams. I mean, yeah. co- it, it makes it, it's not a giant division. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So that that totally checks. It's out. Just the three back to back to back. Wow, OPP, what a great picture. Th- all three, <laughs> the three of seven. Okay. <laughs> Um, it's a good thing we have a vis- visual component to the show. I would, I, I of the three teams. Well, we'll talk about Pitsfuck here for a sec, but I, I, I would uh, actually choose Justice League. But uh, to talk about uh, Pitsfuck, they haven't. They they've had a couple bye weeks already, or one and five. Yeah, so they're just coming. Uh, they'll be coming off their bye week uh, on uh, on Saturday, February eighteenth, uh, going against Party Mix. Uh, I think that's a team they could actually have. Uh, especially um, having added two key pieces, uh, one of them being Phil Fada, but the other one being uh, Caroline Larivia. Uh, she uh, had that uh, toe-tap interception uh, that was highlighted yeah. on the Instagram. Yeah. So not only did they add like a stud offensive um, in, in, as in, on the male uh, side, but a stud uh, looks defensively on the, uh, on the women's side. So uh, I think this is a team we need to maybe consider you know, taking... Taking, getting a lot of wins coming down because they're 1-1-1 one, one, and one right now. Having tied Free Smoke, Free Smoke with uh, Jimmy Lee Janvier throwing uh, is a much more dangerous team. Yeah. Um, th- and so I, while I like what the Pacific can do, I'll uh, I'll go with Justice League to finish with the better record there. Yeah. I, uh, Justice League, really. Yeah. I'm going Girl Scouts. I'm going Girl Scouts. I'm, like, yeah. I'm, I'm as big a Sarah Parker fan as exists on Earth, but... Yeah. I just I really like what they're doing. I really like what they're doing, yeah. and I think I think Kiss My Outlaws are in for a surprising game. Like hmm. it's going to be tougher than they think it will be, even though I think Kiss My Outlaws are a stronger team. Yeah. Like this this might be a trap game for them. Hmm. Interesting. Game. We'll see what I pick at the end of the show. Yeah. Also, um, Kevin Wyeth <laughs> continues his ridiculous pace. You guys talked about it last week. We're going to talk about it every week. Uh, Eagle, well, did you? We're on record watch. Did right? you get? Yeah, did you get uh, the countdown no. set up? Why? Why do we pay this guy? I don't know. He's overpaid by a lot to yeah. figure out all the things you're not doing. So, I mean, to fix the issues you create. Again, my job is to show up, be handsome, and, and talk. So I do that every week. Yeah, this is the uh, LeBron watch uh, that yeah. uh, you know. We should. We should like cut into programming, but like with random Kevin Wyeth updates, like he's having dinner with his family. <laughs> <laughs> Taco Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. Get, get Kevin White on Periscope so we can. He'll be the only user, but we'll be able to follow. <laughs> we'll be able to follow what he's doing all day long. OnlyFans. Get a Kevin White OnlyFans. Oh, watch that. That would yeah, doesn't be have to be sexual. 
It doesn't have to be sexual. Yeah, no. Just it watch, just watch be, him throw yeah. his throwing motion. If you want to watch Kevin Wise break the record, you can uh, pay nine ninety nine a month. That would like actually it. be great content, honestly. Yeah, I'd, I'd pay. So so he's 22 away from uh, tying the record, 23 to surpass so it. So it seems ridiculous c- to get that many touchdowns in four games. But also, it's what he, it's kind of the pace he's been on. It's you want to phrase that again? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, because I didn't catch. I didn't quite quite get it. <laughs> it Kevin, why is good? It would me peas. <laughs> <laughs> it would seem ridiculous to 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 keep that pace, right? Like twenty two and or twenty three touchdowns in four games, right? Seems like it would be difficult to accomplish, except right. that he's far exceeding that pace. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's th- there you go. Now you phrased yes. it and worded it well. You got me one time, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. So That's it. that is my comment. Yeah. <laughs> now you say a thing. If if there were to be a game on the vengeance schedule that would set him back off the pace, which one would it be? Um, are do they have crossover games? No. Maybe maybe Urjan Smitzik. Yeah, I was gonna say and maybe if already because be. they take forever sometimes on offense. Oh, you know what? That that's might slow them down. Not yeah, it's nothing that they're gonna do defensively no. that's gonna stop Kevin. They'll Wyatt. just only allow five touchdowns <laughs> because there'll only be five possessions for <laughs> for vengeance. Yeah. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll go Moretti for the, that reason. The, the caveat is, if Moretti, let's say like uh, they, they start down seven nothing or six nothing whatever, and or eight nothing because it's Kevin Wyatt, and then um. Joey Taylor throws an early interception, mm. and then they're down two scores, and then all of a sudden, Moretti have to go quicker. Then this game gets out of hand. Don't they quickly. just run the same offense but quicker? <laughs> they kind of do, <laughs> but but the but quicker makes it um makes it yes. game have more possessions. Yeah, correct. Yes. So so that or like I said, John Spitzik. The defense has been quite good for John Spitzik. Like we haven't talked about it a ton, but they're the only team to allow less than 105 points so far. Yeah. Um. And not like it's not like they've had a game where they allowed a lot of points. Like it's been consistent, so they've not allowed thirty points this season. They're also going to be in a position where going into that game, you're going to know how many touchdowns he needs to break the record. And so, forget winning; you can just be like, you know, party poopers type of thing. Will Will he have the record before he gets there? That's though? that's the will big he, Will he throw twenty three touchdowns in three games? I mean, maybe, maybe but it's funny because you say that out loud. And my first thought <laughs> was, there's ridiculous. no way. And it's then I'm like, well, hold on. <laughs> maybe because it, it's it's seven in a it's, touch, right? It's seven plus two. Yeah. To break it. So like if we actually look and like he's been thing. throwing eight. Yeah. Like eight, Whoa. seven, seven, eight, seven. Se- it's it's on he's, pace. He's going to do it in three games unless like, OK, Joey, you're a Hall of Famer. You got you got to do the Hall of Fame thing yeah. and take the ball out of Kevin Wyatt's hands. So how about how about this? So if you had to buy tickets to see one of the oh I like this one of the last either the last game or second to last game, and you can only buy one ticket to one game. Well, a ticket to one game. Which which game are you buying? The, with the chance of watching him break the record. Yes, is it going to be the last game or the second to last game? Um. LeBron watch. It's, it's it's the second last game. Really? You're buying a ticket to that one? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. 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 Because even if it's like six this week, I can see him going eight and eight. Yeah. 16, 24. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like at the very least, you want to go to the, you want to buy your ticket for the run of ones game. Yeah. And that way, 
if he doesn't get it, you still have the chance to see it happen um, against Erzant Medzik. Why are all these games with Lachine? Because Sundays. I know, but why is he using Lachine? You, uh, you won't Break have the record closer to me. <laughs> to Heber. Yeah. Um, Admittedly, though, it's the same. It's like one day of the day after, right? So, I mean, you can always just sleep there. Like, find a nice no, the parking lot. That. Why would I sleep in Lachine? <laughs> um, the, the West Island, that's almost Laval. Um, not, not in location, but in stature. The West Island's almost Laval. Um, sure. Is Runa once a threat to vengeance, you think? No. This, no one is. Like, Vengeance is just on another level. I find the team name curious. Because, like, Vengeance kind of feels like this team is coming back. And they're like, they're going to show everyone. And, like, it's an under, it's, it feels like an underdog name. <laughs> it's like, no, when you're the like, powerhouse. It, it should just be called, like, I don't know, shit on everybody else. Or, or crush you or something. Like, crush you. Vengeance is like, yeah, what's the Vengeance for? Like, yeah. who, who are you thinking Vengeance on? <laughs> yeah. Teams that you were better than to begin with? Cool. Uh no, I I I don't think they <laughs> that runner ones can like I see a final score 54-34. That's a 20 point gap. <laughs> like that's 3 TDs. Yeah, it'll, so it'll be tough. Yeah. It'll be tough. It's it, it they're a really good team. Uh I have said it before on this program, I love everything Jeff Rosenblatt is doing in terms yeah. of team building and he, I talked to him at the field. He's like, "Listen, there's only so many established Division One guys, Division Two guys. You need to go out and find other talent. Yeah. He's not, so like that's the the Jesse Dupree debate that we've been having, right? Is like Jesse Dupree says, "Well, but there's only so many of these guys, and they're all they're all playing with, you know, Wyatt and Lazara and so on. And like he actually called out some guys. I won't say by name, but he's oh. like, "Why are guys deciding to be the number five guy for Kevin Wyatt, where they could be the number one or two guy with me?" Fair point. So that's a fair point. Yeah. But on the other side of it is there's the James Drysdales of the world. I guess he also played with Kevin White in Division One. Two, two, two. But like he's playing with Rosenblatt in Div One. Oh, sorry. Yeah. But but there you go. So like th- th- that's a good move by Rosenblatt yeah. taking in James Drysdale yeah. to compete in Division One. Um, there's a lot of these guys who aren't as established. Sanders Armand comes to mind. Who, by the way, in terms of physique, in terms of skill, in terms of knowledge, in terms of uh, just raw intuition on the field, is a Division one caliber player. If yep. he's not there yet, yep. it's it's it's, it's just the it's experience coming. of playing in a division that'll come there. You know what yep. I mean? Like he to me he has all the makings of it. So um and on top of that, having like like a, a guy like John Larissus who's Hall of Fame eligible every year. John, you're gonna get it one year, I promise. Uh but like the fact that like you have this guy who's on the cusp of FBF Hall of Fame playing within this this you know these up and comers like Ben McMahon and uh, and Sanders Armand, you know, like it's a well built roster. Yeah, it's a well built roster. It's just yeah, it's not Jeff, quite. Jeff Rosenblatt is not Kevin Wyatt. <laughs> he just isn't. Yeah, you know, and, and yeah, and it's it's you don't you don't find these guys. They don't come uh, and 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 even with experience and and quarterback progression. That's I, like the Nadals and uh, uh, well, I, we're, and Federer's, right? Like we're at that point in FPF, right? Yeah. Where where we have Nadal, Federer, and um, Djokovic, Djokovic, right? Like we have, yeah. we have Lazara, yeah. uh, and 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 uh, Kevin Wyatt. Yeah. They're all playing in our time, like yeah. in this time, right? So it just sucks. You you were born in the wrong era. <laughs> it <laughs> is sorry, sense, right? I'm sorry, like like, <laughs> like in in a league where those guys don't, in a world where those guys don't exist, 
Jeff Rosenblatt is he's amazing us with her, with his system and his intelligence. Yeah. But like it, it's cool. It's cool to be yeah. top five, six quarterback in FPS. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a great uh, accomplishment. But this the the gap from three to the rest is is significant at this yeah. point. Yeah. Like Mahomes and Hurts. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, actually, yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, because one of them I'm was not, a backup I'm to two. Not in den- I'm not in denial. I uh, I know where they rank. You're, you're the first. Um, you're the first almost reasonable, reasonable Philly fan I've met in my life. Almost F- reasonable. You've had uh, Mitch Gallo on. Uh, you've you've talked. I to Mitch. meant what I said. Oh, <laughs> is he? I I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I like to Mitch him. by the way. I, I yeah. tease him though. But yeah, he's he's a psychopath. <laughs> Isn't that his thing? Isn't that his whole shtick? Is that he's a psychopath? Angry Gallo. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that. He used to be angry. Now he's, he's a more chill now. Yeah. Zen, the pandemic really calmed yeah, him down yeah, a little bit. Send him out. Uh, should Killer B shake things up at QB? Can Patrick Shenard, do you think, lead them to playoffs? Like, I, I like Patrick as a player. I just always felt as though he, he, and like kudos to him. He's always, he always feels like he's playing a division above his actual capabilities. Although he'd yeah. probably be a touch strong for Division Three. Like, I don't know. What do you see him? None. No, I think I, I think Division Two is 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 in the lower end of Division Two. Uh, like, is Division he just one of these guys who's Why? I think that's the big question, yeah. right? Is it because the other talent is superior to him at a quarterback perspective, or is he just playing below his expectations? I, 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 yeah, below his and our expectations. I, I think it's the latter because he has the talent, right? And and while these defenses are good. He should be able to break down these defenses. But he hasn't been a full-time quarterback since spring 2021. And we talked about this with Kevin Lubin, right? That stepping away from being a full-time quarterback and then coming back, you see how athletic, how well-built the teams are, and how adaptive. One thing I, I yeah. see from season to season is teams not just do playing dumbass zones. Yeah. They they they're they're more reactive to the to the play call. They see what you're doing and they try and attack your concept. They take it away. Yeah. And that that's something that if you don't play every season in and out, it's gonna be hard. Yeah. It's gonna be hard. Look, he's targeting uh David Zuma Goulet like a ton on this team. Like he he has forty targets. The next most is sixteen from Laurence Olivier Vien. So Maybe he's not adjusting to what the the so he's he's hitting Dumagoulet a ton. Defenses are reacting to it. Uh, are are maybe manning up on him and zoning the rest of of everyone else. Uh, putting like a, a high low concept on him. They're just they're doing things that are taking it away, and then he's not adapting to the game. And it and it happens. I I had a game last night where 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 for the first time I didn't adapt to what a defense was doing, and it was. I uh, we let a twenty six to six six lead evaporate. Well, almost twenty six to twenty. Anyways, so yeah. it, it what all, are you, all, the Chargers? All to say, all to say that it happens when 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 you don't react to defense. What the defenses are doing, these things happen. And struggles occur. So the thing is, if you're looking at this receiving core, and not to take anything away from them as individual players, but if you're that's okay, not touch foot 450, but let's say you're blessed. You're Rosan Smidzik, you run it once. Teams that are going to be facing them in the next few weeks. Who scares you? Who legitimately puts fear in you? The way the way that uh, James Drysdale might from vengeance or the way, uh, you know, 
everything on Braves 2.0 scares you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like um, who is the George Gary P on this team? Who is who is that that guy? I mean, you'd have a, a case for um, Guillaume Racine-Tessier, where last season he had uh, close to 500 yards, just three yards shy of 500, 14 touchdowns, 44 receptions. So it's good. It's good. Yeah. But it's not like eye-popping. Like but now he has five receptions for 35 yards. Yeah. So where's – how come he's not he, – he, he was a key player, key receiver for them last year. Why is he not getting involved? Now, different quarterback, of course. Mm-hmm. So it's, is he not finding chemistry with Pat Chenard? Uh, that's probably it. We also had last year another 450-yard receiver in Alexandre Masso. 13 TDs. This year, six receptions for 81 yards and a touchdown. So clearly these guys that were the, the pinnacle of the and the core of the Killer Bees offense – not getting the same looks, not getting the same, uh, not on the same page with Patrick I'm going to ask you two questions, and they're related. Okay. Is there anyone whose level of ability is less commensurate with how he looks physically than Matt Kerouac? What? Like anybody who is <laughs> as good as yes. Matt Kerouac, yes. who doesn't look like he's as good as Matt Kerouac? Um... Yes, there's there there's there are players like there there's a ton of players like that. Iggy has walked into the trap of answering the question without asking. What do you mean? Can you <laughs> clarify what he looks like? Why we have a you have a picture you want to show? No, because no. you answered a question that's a leading question without understanding what you're answering. You'd be terrible at testimony. I'm saying he he looks like he's got dad bodies out of shape. Yeah, I know, but he <laughs> didn't say that. But you agreed to it without him having to say that. But anyway, thanks. <laughs> Whose whose level of ability is so much further ahead of yes. what they look like physically than yeah. Matt Kerouac? There's, I'm saying he's washed. I'm saying he looks. Washed. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't say that. You said that. I know. I know. I'm yeah. saying it. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of players like that uh, in FPF where you just look at them. You're like name one, and where you're like, uh, yeah. name one, <laughs> Jeff Rosenblatt. Name two. Peace, Del Ruiz. No, God, no. I look, <laughs> I look every bit as, as unathletic as I am. Um, but yeah, so start one, sit one, cut one as a two-way player. This one's easy for me, obviously. But uh, James Rysdale, Anthony Breesbois, Matt Kerouac. Okay. I'll, um, I'm benching Matt Kerouac. Okay, I'm, that's an easy cut for me. It's like in the NFL, you cut the old guys to make room for the more athletic younger people. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm putting him on my roster. I'm benching him for his, his the two way ability as a rusher. I would just grab his visor and have him like be assistant coach or something. The rusher. Um, I'm cutting my boy James Drysdale. I know, I know. Hot take, hot take. James is not gonna like this when he hears this. He's, I'm gonna hear it. I'm gonna get a message tomorrow. Ding. Uh, and I, I got to start. I got to start Anthony Brisbois. The Crackwood is uh, is on a on a different level. I've actually talked about this with James. He's like, dude, this guy's a monster. Yeah, like, he, like they they're they're teammates and like they they they're they're not teammates this winter. And they're like, dude, I miss you. There's like a bromance between them. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah, Crackwood's on. Uh, he's on another level. Yeah, I I I probably start Crackwood. I'd bench uh, Drysdale. Yeah, It'd be a tough bench, but yeah, like it's hard to. Ben it's hard to. Go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, Mackie has gone. 
Cut. Woo. Cut, 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 cut. Like, get a clipboard. You're a coach. You're a coach, though. Just draw, draw some lines and some arrows at the end. Yeah, I feel like you'll be getting a message tomorrow. Bah, whatever. Yeah. I always get messages. <laughs> <laughs> What's one more? Yeah, like, like, honestly, like, it'll be a message saying thank you for keeping me relevant in FPF by mentioning me on the podcast. Yeah. I think, yeah, I just think... Uh, we saw him juggle some balls, too, in Game of the Week, so I don't know. Two-way player? He's got to play offense, too, right? Yeah, yeah. He's one of the better centers, uh, snappers in... Uh, was. In F- it was. was. Uh, tough, tough crowd. I mean, he plays the, 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 the key positions down the middle without being a quarterback, I mean, right? we've seen him play quarterback, too. Oh, I haven't. I guess it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just... I'm, just, I'm, a, yeah. I'm honestly... It's tongue-in-cheek, of course. Yes, of course. Um, it's hard to... Because I think he started playing in Div 3. It's hard to play quarterback in Div Oh, FPL. Jesus. Yeah. And he started in Div 3? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a, th- it was a tough routing. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's hard, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, really but yeah, no, like... Matt's Matt's great and he's a great dude, yeah. but yeah, he's old and washed. Um, <laughs> Ghosted and Stars have struggled uh, in the women's one out of the gate. They face each other on February twenty sixth. Is this a battle for the last playoff spot? And if so, why? Also, just say why, even if not. Can can we also just look at this Ghosted schedule for a second? Like they have not been easy games. No, no, no it sucks. This is awful. They got they got Fit Squad who. I think are playing a little bit lower than under their capability, but they also got them on week one. And then Brut, Vortex, and <laughs> Le Bleu. Le Bleu. Oof. Yeah, that's a rough, uh, rough schedule. And, and as for stars, I mean, somewhat similar, but different. Yeah, they also beat Torrance. Uh, they, they face off against Brut, Le Bleu, uh, Bees, and also beat Fit Squad. So similar, similar start to uh, to the season in. They're, in uh, I believe, the Trois Rivières uh, women's team. Okay. Um, Which, by the way, if I'm wrong, correct me, please. I mean, that makes sense. You just Quebec at Trois Rivières. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Uh, so what was the question that they uh, they so face we, each other? They face each other February twenty sixth. February twenty yeah. sixth. Is yeah. that going to be a battle for the last playoff spot? I think so. Uh, Why? And because they're going to be, they're at the bottom near the. Well, they're near the bottom of of the standings, and I think the winner of that is going to uh, is going to cement themselves a, a playoff spot. The other is going to be on life support uh, with with a loss. So, if you were to break down that game, what would what would we what would we expect? Uh, I opened the wrong tab. Women, nice. Women's two instead of women's one. Um, I think it's going to come down to quarterback play. Um, four stars, UQ, uh, uh, I can't speak, UQTR. Uh, it's a long show, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Andran Kadade, uh, 19 TDs, four, four INTs. She had experience last year throwing uh, in with uh, Flam- Le Flamand Rose mm-hmm. uh, a little bit. Uh, saw mediocre success. Um, coming back a lot stronger, 112 QBR um, versus last year. I'm still getting work emails. This is, uh, this is insane. Um, Welcome to my life. Yeah. Uh, whereas last year she had 106 quarterback rating, so already improving six points uh, on, on that front. Whereas for uh, Ghosted and Will Power, and, and I talked about this last week, um, I still find like I still feel like they're finding they need to find their their quarterback and uh, Andrea Hevia, um, it's just not there right just yet. Throwing one TD for every INT, 
that's not a winning and success. Completing less than half her passes, right? Yeah. Like that's a that's a huge issue in women's where you need to get to half field. Yeah. You can't you can't par- paralyze yourself by giving yourself less downs to work with. Now position. Now, maybe they hurt us because uh, despite you know playing Le Bleu and uh, and losing to them forty to twelve, that, that's ghosted. Uh, they did start Mariev Giral in in that game, and she's thrown for the Rock. In, uh, in past co-ed seasons uh, under Alex Laroche. Uh, and so they did start her at, at quarterback. Uh, she went two TDs, three INTs, 125 yards. I mean, you are going against Le Bleu. Uh, <laughs> the, um, But also, Andrea Hevia wasn't there. Oh, okay. So maybe it was just... Uh, yeah, it's true. Um, so... But I do like the... This is an interesting... I, I, I like to make fun of Mo for this all the time because he's old school radio where the media members take credit for the success of players of like, yeah, maybe they're listening to me and that's why they did the thing. And, and that's what But I now, especially that it's women's division and you're just mansplaining your way into like, well, you know, I know so much about like football. No, I'm Thank just... Thank you for listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what I said. I just said maybe they listen to the show. Maybe. That's all. They should. It's an awesome show. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. I, just had to, I had to do you dirty there. Um, so... If th- this is the NBA trade deadline. But you didn't. <laughs> yeah. You didn't. Um, it's the NBA trade trade deadline. We saw some big moves. Yeah. Kevin Durant moving to yeah. the Suns, for example. Yeah. Um, if you had to make trades to help teams and shake up women's one. Ooh. Interesting. Who would be the buyers? Who would be the sellers? And give me a couple names of players you'd like to see moved to another team. I'll go... Um I'm going to go blockbuster here. And I'm going to g- put Sarah Parker on the trading block. <laughs> You're going to get a call from the Dina Concordia. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Alexi Lavonte or, or is on the, my uh, team too. Or the, what's it called? The, uh, the athletic director. And I'm putting her on Brutes. A trade for Maud Lacasse. Well, Maud's coming up an injury. Oh. She just had surgery on her non-throwing hand. Oh. Um, this is news. You have yeah, breaking news. Sorry. God damn it. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Inform the division. I was going to mention it in co-ed. Uh, no, so she, uh, did she, I don't I don't believe she's throwing for women. I know she wasn't throwing in her co-ed game. Uh, she was there coaching up Seth Galina because he requires coaching. He needs the coaching. Yep. Hard. Um, but the, um, yeah, so she, she, she broke her non-throwing hand. Uh, it got caught in a helmet. Oh. And so she's, infuriated because she wants to play because she kind of feels good enough to play because it's her non-throwing mm-hmm. hand. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she's like, I don't want to risk my actual, like my tackle season. So um, I understand that from her perspective. Uh, absolutely. And it's, there's nothing more infuriating as a quarterback than watching your team play without you. Um, yes. So yeah, if I, if I look here, they, they, uh, they won 36, 33 against Vortex. Um, and, um, they did so with beating Vortex with their backup quarterback. Yeah, that's yeah. that's impressive. Although, uh, Jean-Vierre Fortier was throwing for Vortex as well. So, a couple of backup quarterbacks putting up 30-plus points, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, women's division is wild when it comes to scoring, man. Yeah. It's it's awesome. Especially women's one. It, it's pretty awesome. But, yeah, so Mode's uh, on her way back to playing. Uh, she's working her way back to playing, so she's just not there yet. But happy that she got the surgery finally. She was waiting on it for quite a while. Happy she's doing well, and she's in good spirits generally. So um, ha- happy for her and happy to see her on the field soon. Um, 
What's your uh, what, what's your trade? Are, are you maybe uh, are you going? Well, uh, I think that was a good call. Getting uh, <laughs> trading an injured player, yeah, for a healthy one. Um, I had it here. Are you maybe looking at Fleur de Lis, who no. are uh, you know on the bubble here, uh, at sitting at two and three? Are you looking at a, a top tier team to to add some talent, or where you, where where what direction are well, you going? Since in? we have a lot of, lot of university teams and everything, do you think it's ethical if one university trades for another university player? You mean if the universities treat uh, athletics as pro sports, especially like in circumstances where they profit off it and make lots of money like in the NCAA. That's the one. Yeah, I think absolutely it's the, it's ethical <laughs> uh, <laughs> as long as they they compensate the players. Um no, the the, the player I was going to mention, thank you for filibustering the eagle as as the page loaded. <laughs> um it's not about the team. It's about the player. Mm-hmm. And I think like if this was like, you know, like the that, NBA. That's the reverse of every football mantra ever, by the way. I know. <laughs> but if it, Very basketball centric. Don't forget, I'm an NBA fan <laughs> first. Um, and so if Emma Racine was Ooh. like Kevin Durant, was like, like a Kyrie Irving saying, listen, get me out of here. I'm not enjoying the spot I'm in. I, I, I want to be traded to some place where I'm going to be in a better scenario. I'd love to see Emma Racine move to a team that uh, a contender, not even a contender, but oh. a team where she could have more impact on offense because she's only got nine catches through yeah. four games this season. She is coming off an injury. She is, yeah. But like, so like so that's Katie. That's the thing is like, <laughs> yeah, you like you you have the I chance to, to 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 stack your roster with someone as they're getting healthier. Yeah, uh, of course. And this is this is something where, uh, w- you know, it's not actually going to happen. This is completely hypothetical. Oh, yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. You know, you mentioned for release, so sure, why not? Why I mean, not? it could. We do offer releases and uh, to teams. We've actually seen quote unquote trades where a player got released from one team and joined another team, and then a, a player got released from that team and joined the right. team, the yeah. other team involved. Um, but if if like Fleur de Lis were to pick up Emma Racine and she becomes a key part of that offense or or uh, uh, stars, like maybe that puts them over. The, like they're already scoring a bunch, but now they they get this ridiculous two way talent. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Or do we do we see her moving to like vortex and like well now the team is just a behemoth you know what I mean? Um, Maybe there's too many mouths to feed though, mouths to feed. It, it, which is the same issue she's in. So yeah. get her to a team like Fleur de Lille or Montreal U, which is a defensive team. Um, yeah, because Montreal U two and one, <laughs> only scoring fifty seven points but only allowing fifty eight. So Interesting. Yeah. Add her to, to a team like that. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. So Emma, yeah. Emma Racine to me is the a Kevin moving Durant. a moving piece yeah. there. Yeah. But you gotta meet the salaries match, you yeah. know. It's a, it's yeah, a big yeah. well, cap ratings. Cap ratings, yeah. You gotta yeah, you gotta yeah. trade for cap ratings. Yeah. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Um, so Brute exacted their revenge. We talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Vortex lost to them every time during regular season last season, and then were triumphant in winning their first FPF final. Um, what can we take from this game, given the fact that neither team was the best version of themselves? Why do you say that? Why do you well, say because that? Because neither team had their starting quarterback. I mean, oh, wow, oh, for Vortex as well. That yeah, was, oh. I said that like oh, eight uh, seconds uh, ago. I'm sorry. I, 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 Bruh. I didn't catch that one. Um, yeah, how how d- were there eight interceptions but like a couple? This would have been like Josh Johnson playing against Gardner Minshew. 69 uh, points put up. <laughs> yes, you won off a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, he didn't listen to me. Um, I heard it. Um, yeah, so 
it's it's impressive. Um, th- that said, there was a defensive score on each side. Okay, with the pick six from uh, Rebecca de Carey Corbet and Virginie Obu Benal. Uh, yeah. Now, that's still a lot of points given yeah, the pick yeah. sixes. Yeah, six, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's also like the complexities of the rules that like you need to, you know you, you you need to get them in the field and all that. So like it it does change how the game sort of flows. Mm-hmm. Um, but still. 284 yards passing for Sadi Ashraf. Jeez. 230 yards passing for Javier Forte. Like, it's so incredible to me that how how well composed these teams are. That as important a position as quarterback is, and as great as their quarterback play is, they're still incredible teams without having them at yeah. the helm. Yeah, I think the two names on uh, on both sides. Um, you know what? Yeah, Catherine Girard was one of the two-way dominant players in the uh, in the Fall Cup for Vortex. This year, having a bit of a slower season, um, her and Virginie Obumenan, like you mentioned, one uh, with the pick six. Um, now, with adding a piece like Tamara Journon, which um, Marie uh, Laure Chapu had mentioned, uh, yeah. is is one of the players that has played um, with the Northern Braves or the North. Uh, so the the team that gets sent to the the, the flag tournaments. Uh, so adding a stud like that, and and it shows on the stats, right? Going eight for eight with her hundred percent target uh, reception ratio, ninety three yards, three touchdowns. I think adding uh, a piece like that, Sarah Colmier in this game, another hundred percent target uh, ratio, eight eight for eight as well, seventy eight uh, yards and a, and a TD. Uh, so those two uh, pieces offensively were were huge for Vortex, and when you can have that depth of uh, Virginie and Catherine, and we're not even mentioning Sarah Colmier, yeah, who's amazing, yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. she she should talk to her agent, <laughs> yeah. get me off this team, I need more <laughs> targets. They're, Joking, of course, yeah, but yeah, Sarah, Sarah Colmier is amazing, and like yeah. she wasn't even a breath in your sentence because of how loaded Vortex it, is, it, exactly. and nothing to do with her, nothing to do with her lack of ability or ability. Like yeah. it's just that's how ridiculous this team is, yeah. right? So with those those two, Tamara and Sarah, uh, combining for four TDs on the other side, on that flip side for Brutes, they they matched their two-headed uh, monster was uh, Laurence Pombriand, of course, Gronk 2.0, and uh, and Rebecca de Carry Corbet uh, with one offensive touchdown, one defensive touchdown. Her two going eight for eight. So there was these these girls were not dropping balls. They were securing first downs, securing big yards and touchdowns and and that that was a and bit helping of helping out their backup quarterbacks yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Like we when we, you know, if on especially on first down, you get a drop and now the 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 play to midfield seems so much larger when you're not faced with that situation and and your your girls are gaining 8 9 yards on on first down. It, it, it's a big relief for for the backup quarterbacks. So that was a bit of the uh, the story of this game here. Um, in the women's two, were Kara Babes and Linkset miscast? Do you think should they have been in women's one? And how do you think they'd fare? I think they have they would have a, a tough time. I think I think both of these. Um, That's why we need three women's divisions, right? Like yeah. Um, I mean that's yeah, fourteen and in uh, women's two is 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 big for uh, for the first time for there to be a second division mm-hmm. uh, to already be uh, filled up at fourteen. Uh, that's that is uh, that's it, quite impressive. It does feel like um, like women's one is the university teams and women's two is CJEP and XCJEP. Right. Like, yeah. like so, like or free agent. Just yeah, but like but it's, there's a lot the of the CJEP teams here, right? Yeah. There's a lot yeah, of yeah, the yeah, yeah. 
or or seizure teams like like uh, Red Nation, right? So, uh, but but honestly, Caribbean and Linkset, Linkset, like it's almost as if because they've played less games, they, we've just not noticed how good they've been. But they've been ex- exceptional. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it last week with uh, yeah, with Will, Will uh, you, which you caught you caught the that a bit of that show or all of it actually. Uh, you yeah. you were yeah, it's my uh, job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I'm like, yeah, you were kind of forced uh, into it. Um, yeah, I I think Link set would. I look, I think both of those teams uh, would. And it's not disparaging these teams, but they would have like a three and seven record, uh, all, all, all but likely, right? Yeah. They would be the 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 ghosted, the current ghosted team that's in. But in, see, like I see one. them as a touch better than a team like Ghost. Sure, like, although like, Ghost me that, for example, is massive. Oh, of right? course, like, yeah, it's yeah, a huge yeah. piece for a team uh, on Link set, um, and then Caribbean. I was impressed by them the first time I saw them. I was like, whoa, what's this is women's too? Okay, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, you know, um, but again, a three and seven, four and six record is not bad in FPF. Like no, like like you're playing tough, tough teams. I was thinking about this. So, does every team go into a season with the expectation we're going to be competing for a championship, or do some teams say, "Listen, building blocks are important. Like if we get to a 500 record for us is a big win, and it gives something to build on for a future season." I don't think if you're your first season ever in FPF, you're thinking either both. I, I either thing. I don't think you're thinking that you're gonna win a championship. You you would like to. I know every time I move up in division, for yeah. me it's like let me see how I fare. It's yes. not it's not yes. like I'm expecting to win. But that's because it's not your first year, yeah. and you're also thinking 500 is not a good record when it actually is. Yeah. But yes, once you once you play a, a second, third season, because someone needs to go 500. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like. I find less and less when you look around at the other competition, do you say like, oh, that's a win, that's a win, that's a win. Like, teams are pretty 50. clustered together. Yeah. Now, I, women's, because there's not that many divisions, there are teams at the bottom that are just weaker than the top end of the division, right? But, Pete, kind of to your point, though, because a lot of these teams are either university, CCF high school teams, these aren't necessarily, oh, we're coming in to win a championship. It's we're coming in to get reps, we're coming in to work on our playbook, to yeah. get into shape for the upcoming season. Like, that kind of comes into play in terms of, you know, why teams would potentially register here. And we've seen a lot of that, actually. Like, that's kind of how the women's division started, right? It was, yeah. hey, we need want a field where we can basically run our own little mini tournaments between yeah. teams but that's the thing that i find special about the women's playoffs is the competition immediately takes over yes where yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, well yeah, now yeah, we yeah. want to win like yes. well now well since we're playoffs, here since we're here championship, let's go win this yeah. so, you know yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, and like as as competitive as they are in the regular season it's it's a whole other level in the, in the playoffs and finals it, like it really in a way was, that yeah. i don't even think the men's league is like it's it's that next level where it's like we can beat them in our season but now we can beat them before we even get to our season like yeah. it's it's the coolest. It's the coolest. It's one of yeah. the coolest experiences in FPF. Yeah, 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 for sure. You were calling the women's final, uh, was, and, and I you had felt so it was, much fun. It was palpitating. I, like the I, energy was there. Right? I was sweating by the end. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I didn't run a single step. I never do. But um, just imagine the psychological warfare when you play your first game in like the university season yeah. and be like, "That's the team we beat in the finals," and we have it on film, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can watch it over and over and over to psych yourself up yeah. for the next for when yes, you actually right, play them. Right, you know? right, right, yeah. Um, it's cool. It's 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 just some of the coolest things. Um, Red Nation beat Dream Killers forty one nothing. Is this the turning point for Red Nation? Rasha Valier two pick sixes in this one. Oh, back to, back to form. Yeah, um, as are, as one does. <laughs> yes, uh, just it's 
why why not why not two uh pick sixes every game uh is this their turnaround i don't think so dream killers uh now sitting at 0 and 4 uh have only scored 26 points have led up 111 i mean yeah 40 putting up 41 it, it i i we've seen this script before though we've seen the red nation put up the points to then come out the next week and put up six, ten. Uh, well, ten's a bit of a weird, <laughs> weird score, but uh, yeah, t- twelve. Um, I, I I need it on a consistent basis from Red Nation. Um, it's, it's it's just until they can rattle off. I want I want to see three or four games of thirty plus points. No more of this six six uh, getting shut out six points uh, un- unable to move the ball. So for me, I need a bit more consistency from them. Now look, they they scored thirty three against Extreme Bullets, put up forty one against Dream Killers. Those two teams are zero and eight. But they did what they're supposed to do. Yes, they're supposed to beat these teams badly. Y- yes, so do it now. So it's not a turning point for me yet. Do it against Cavaliers. I. That would be high expectations to do oh, it. But like Cavaliers have been sort of middle of the pack, right? So like They're three and one. Oh yeah, that's true. They did win. They, um, yeah, they won their last game. I thought, I thought they were. Yeah, my bad. I I thought they lost the Wildcats as well. Now, I think it'll be a competitive game. Uh, Red Nation has now a lot more experience playing FPF third, fourth season already. Um, so I don't I don't think it's a blowout either way uh, from either team. I but I want them to be in a close game that's thirty to twenty four for them, and I feel like when they when the game is close, it's gonna be twenty one to twenty one instead of thirty to twenty one for for Red Nation. You know, take that nine point two possession lead. Uh, I want to see it. I'm rooting for them. Um, yeah, like having them control an entire game. Yes, instead of having to rely on like a turnover. Yeah. And against competition that's more at their at yes, their level, basically. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can see that as well. Um, which of the middle of pack teams do you think? Cause we we're talking about some of them. Which of them do you think, if not Red Nation, which of the ones do you think will rise up to be in the top half of the table come the second half of the season? So you didn't listen to the show last week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't remember everything. It's three hours, guy. I know. Has it changed then? I don't know. Now look, the the middle of the pack teams. I, I actually thought you did the Froman's one. My mistake. Uh yeah, sure, it's okay. Um, <laughs> um, look, the the team, the middle of the pack teams have a uh, slight slightly changed. Um, I still like uh Wolfpack here. Uh, Wolfpack. Uh. Just won their game on uh, on the no that was they had a they had a, a bye week uh, so it wasn't their last game um, but I I mentioned it last week and I and I still think it's true Kadian Oji is their mm-hmm. quarterback the the quarterback for Blue Wave in uh, in the COVID season yeah, and the you spring. and I have been big on her from yeah yeah, day yeah, one. yeah so and she's probably no longer leading the uh, the quarterbacks in statistics uh, just pulling that up right now yeah not not anymore. Um, but she is still second in, in, in yardage, uh, second in TDs, uh, and that's despite not having a play to game since the 29th of January. Uh, does have 
one of she's in the top three in um in QBR. The other two quarterbacks have only played one or two games. So to me, the pivot position so important. And Wolfpack have that. Uh, they dropped two games, um, and uh, but they have won their last two. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I think they're they 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 can snowball those those wins. They have Leptimiet. I think that's a win. Uh, Wildcats will be another team that's that's in that two and two position, uh, middle of the pack. That 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 should be an interesting game to watch out for on March sixth. Uh, their true test will be link set uh, amongst the the remaining games in their schedule. See, for me, it's Wildcats. Um, okay, I like I like a lot of what Kathleen Bolduc has done. Um, you know, she's scoring. The teams put up 139 points in five games. Yeah. Um, they again take care of business against weaker teams. Um, there's some questionable games like they lost to Steelers, they lost to Cavaliers. I thought I I was like okay, well they'll, they'll probably beat Cavaliers. I thought Cav- I thought they were a notch up, but I was wrong. But I just feel like they're so close to figuring it out. Um, and I think they'll get there. You know, um, you have Sandra Clement with five touchdowns. Josiane Martin, who's excellent yeah. with, with five touchdowns. She was uh, on free smoke in, yeah. the, in COVID. That's, that's where I know her from. Yeah. She yeah. caught a game winner against us. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and yes. and Joanne, uh, sorry, Joanie Cloutier mm. uh, with four touchdowns. So, like, there's so many weapons on the team. Yeah. The quarterback play is good. The defense has been solid. Like, they're not allowing a ton of points. Um, there's just been two games, the game against Steelers where they only scored 18, and the game against Cavaliers where they only scored 18. So I think if those two games where the offense is just what they are normally, those are two Ws, and this is a team that instead of 2-3 and three, can easily be 5-1. and one. Up, And we didn't even talk about defensively. And, and they have links at 24 points. Right. 16 interceptions. Yeah, uh, that's, that's insane. That's huge in the women's division right getting that 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 better field position where as if you turn the ball over on fourth down you get it on your own five they're forcing 16 times where they're probably getting better field position than uh better starting field position uh, having having a lot of drives starting in plus territory that should set up the offense for more success uh if if the defense continues that way i i i see why uh you would pick wildcats for sure what could have been? They reached out for some quarterback coaching. Yeah. In Division Five B. Yeah. Um. So, what advice can we give them quickly? I'll be starting for what could have oh, been okay. in, Div- <laughs> well, no. in Division Five B. I because yeah. I can throw in Division Five now. Ridiculous. Yeah, but that's not quarterback help. Well, hold on. Well, <laughs> well, hold on. So. There's a bit of a deal here. So this is breaking news for Division 5B. You could have told us, ass. Division 5B. <laughs> um, so their, their quarterback, Sean Browns, uh, has ups and downs. Uh, mostly ups in Division 6 when he started in winter 2020. Uh, I believe was like all close to 50 touchdowns. Uh, yeah, they were super exciting. When yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. yeah. To the scene. And look, he's still not having a... He's not having a bad season. He's just finding it a bit tougher now in Division Five. Uh, he's someone like Peace. We're we're those types of quarterbacks. We're hard on ourselves. This guy's hard on himself, apparently. Um, while I'll be going in to 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 play some of these games or at least be playoff eligible, I'll be instructing you know uh, him on what 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 works in FPF. Uh, bring him into the family tree of of the playbooks and zone beaters and 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 whatnot. Uh, the Harper Sod 
peas and yeah. Iggy yeah. family yeah. family tree. Uh, and there's a game I'll miss, you know, and he'll he he doesn't want to completely abandon being a a quarterback for this team. Well, because the only way you get better is with reps. It, it, exactly. So you know, it'll be a, the the question of going in for a couple of games, uh, having him in the huddle. Still, he still wants to be on the team. He's not just completely scrapping, you know, the team and whatnot. So to be in a huddle, um, because one of the things actually, I, I I spoke a lot with Adam Leroy of the team, um, and one of the thing is. The quarterback's not calling the plays in the huddle. That's ridiculous. It can't be. I'm like, oh, you're, he's like, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. It sounds like you're calling the plays. In, he's like, yeah, I'm calling the plays in the huddle. Adam Leroy, the receiver. And I'm like, nah, dude. Like, I, I, I appreciate it. Like, like it's, it's, it, he's like, yeah, I just have the more knowledge. And not, not that Sean Brown hasn't, he's, he's quarterbacked, you know, and, and played tackle and whatnot. So he clearly knows how to, but maybe he doesn't know the flag concept. So like, I'll be, on the when we're on defense, like when we're both on the sideline, let's say I'll, I'll coach him up, coach him up on what I saw and like what works in FPF and whatnot. I, no, I, I go ahead. I, I have a question to ask you. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's a, it's advice for Sean Brown. Right. But go ahead, finish your point. Yeah, yeah. And and, and then there's a game I'm missing because I'm already playing a game, and so hopefully he can take some of that knowledge and 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 being in the huddle and seeing what works and whatnot. You, you shouldn't be throwing a five D. First of all. No, no, you get. I, I, I know. Like, like we said in the, the division six portion of the show, yeah. um, it's not breaking any rules. Yeah, it's disingenuous. Now, baby, there's killer rays. There's there there are there are yeah. tougher competition. You're, you're going to be the best quarterback in division five. Five B. Already, already, already I think that. you're the best quarterback in division five. Period. Five B. <laughs> it's a lot. But anyway, <laughs> anyways, I digress. I, I uh, do want to address the, yeah. somewhat of the what you just mentioned here, and that if you're a quarterback yeah. and you're not calling your own plays, yeah. I think you need to ha- seriously sit down and study the playbook your team is using, yeah. and you be able to understand when to use which plays and be able to call it yourself. Because if someone else yeah. is giving you a playbook and saying run this, you don't understand the concept. Yeah. You don't understand the. You don't know what you're looking at. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you need no. to know. Okay, you're not looking at your receivers and where they're running their routes. You're looking at the, the defensive defenders. call yes. and understanding based on that defense. Yeah. Here in my playbook is where the guys the are gonna going to be open. So you're reading off of that and not off of the receiver. Correct. So much of FPF is manipulating space. Yeah. It's it's how do I create a scenario where this area is yes. open or an area. Yeah. Let the defense. So yeah. Decide I want I want to attack one of three areas. The yeah. defense will only be able to cover two. Yeah. Which one can I hit? Yes. And you. and that's what he has to learn. Now the the question is going to put you in a bad spot. Yes. But also and I'm I'll, ready. I'll, I'm but ready. But I'll also it. put myself in a bad spot cuz I'll, I'll I'll divulge a secret um about myself and I'll I'll, I'll see if Eagles will answer this too. When receivers come back to you and suggest the play yeah. or tell you I'm open on this route, yeah. what do you say to blow them off? Because we all do it. No, you you do it. Uh, I actually oh, please. come on. Uh, yeah. The the classic is oh, we'll use it later. We'll use it later is fine. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll come to it later. Which sometimes I do, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I I rarely have one play in mind. I usually have like a sequence of plays. Like I yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I know yeah, I want to yeah, do this, yeah, yeah, and if they yeah, run yeah, this, I'll yes, do this. Yes, if they yes, run yes, this, I'll yes, run yes. this. Instead. Right. 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 Now, it, it, you said two different things though, because. I welcome the feedback. Oh no no, I'm, I'm not saying I don't. Because one thing feedback. is the feedback, and and the other thing is, like, it's calling the play for yourself so that you get the ball. Yes. Yeah. But another thing is, and especially if like a team's playing a lot of man, I want someone to come up to me and be like, 
I'm going to beat them on this route. So, okay, it's a post. Perfect. Yeah, so I'll, do, man, a, I'll do a post wheel. And I'll run concepts that work around that route. But so, so against man, sure. Because, again, like, you know, you have a matchup. And most guys will be honest. Like, I'm not beating my guy. Or yes. I'm beating my guy. I, I, like, you need to be honest in that situation. There like, are some guys who aren't honest. They, they, I beat my guy, I beat my yeah, guy. Yeah, after I threw to the other side of the field, you're yeah. wide open, 100%. Yeah. Um, but answer my question. What's your go-to to blow off a receiver? I, I Actually, it hasn't come up. Like, my receivers are, are pretty good I mean, good I'm not that. a quarterback, so I can't really answer the question. But defensively, when someone says we should do this. I say, okay, and then I call whatever I want. Yeah. Or sometimes. See, at least, at least Eagle's honest. Or, but it also depends. Much like Liam Neeson, I need you to be the honest thief. I, I Actually, I'm telling you, my receivers don't tell me they want the ball that, like that. Yeah, I'm just telling you the experience. This look of, of incredu- incredulity is brought or, to you by Sportira. Not a word. Incredulity is a word. Incredulity. Incredulity. Eagle. It's a word. Search. How do you pronounce incredulity? Incredulous, though. Yeah. The as an verb, adjective. That's an now, adjective. Now, now use it as an adjective. Mm. Okay. <laughs> this Fine. Look, this okay. look of incredulity is brought to you by Sportira. <laughs> Get your jerseys. Yeah, cunning, cunning stunts. <laughs> well done. Uh, so, yeah, I think, first Incredulity. of Incredulity. No, there was no J in there. There's no J. It's like or a G. soft there. Anyways, to wrap up, though, Incredulity. what could it if, if Sean Brown wants... Yeah, Iggy, we can all learn something today. Incredulity. Do. Incredulity. Do. But even, the, even the mouth. Incredulity. Incredulity. You want to practice, Iggy? Here we go. No. Uh, last thing. So, like, there's the, the understanding that if... Incredulity. The understanding that if Sean Brown wants the quarterback position come playoff time, it's all his. You can just stop so, for a second. It didn't work because of you. Because, <laughs> like, here's the thing. What's How would you describe my expression about Iggy giving up the quarterback position after playing it? Uh, what kind of look is it? It's a look of... Despair. No. Incredulity? Yeah. <laughs> How do you forget the joke that we set up? I don't know. I just wanted to make more fun of him. It's the thing we're doing. We are making fun <laughs> of him. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I would say, because Eagle, you said, like, you know, you should really need to study the plays. I would go one step further. Throw out those plays. These plays work. Iggy's going to give you some plays. They work. Um, run them. R- learn how they work. And then from that point, you can then build plays. Because um, things, concepts might work in, in touch, might work on seven and seven, might work in tackle. tackle. This is a very specific game. FPF has yeah. very specific rules. Other other flag leagues don't even have our rules. Yeah. So um, they're based around the exploits that, that work in FPF. He will teach you. You'll get a lot better, I promise. And, and the team's littered with athletes and like really good receivers yeah, I, I and remember them. Yeah, I remember them. So like... He he's I, I I like the sky's the limit with him and and they were already killing Div Six you know uh, and he needs to it combined with playbook and play calling to to teach FPF management game management too it might be a lot that that's why you can't just but you, so have like, a conversation it's it's it, it needs five weeks worth yeah. of so so like the, let's say like when we start talking about this right you and I when you asked me for help originally like. It was learning 
not just the, not, again it's not about the plays it's it's learning the way these plays work in FPF right so you, you learn that and then we talked about the next step which is uh, protecting protecting the ball living for another down considering yeah. FPF as a four down league yeah then there's game so that's like that's like drive management yes. then there's game management like yeah. so like we literally would spend time hours talking about yeah. this and it was like it was literally like going to class like it was like this is the the first part of the curriculum. This is the second part of the curriculum. Yeah, this is yeah, the third. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I, I by trade I'm an educator, so maybe that's why I, I teach the game this way. Yeah. But like it works, right? Like it's it, it's an effective approach. Crazy, but also build plays that play to the strength of your yes. team, right? If you have receivers that win one on ones and you can throw that precision ball, do that, right? If you want to have like you know your man eaters and everything, is if you, you want to have your own situ- package, if you could create a situation where you have wide open receivers, yes. why wouldn't you take that? Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't you take it? Because some people like winning the hard way. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers? I, yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to well, win. Well I want to be the reason we win. Well done. Uh, and, and you know what? Uh, you some, what, One of you just said it. Like, why make it hard on yourselves? Man, they like what could have been made it look so hard against Bulldogs. It was like 14 to 6 for the longest time, the score in that game that was behind me. I wasn't scorekeeping that one. I mean, their next three games are Red Dragons, Primetime, Green Monsters. Those aren't uh, gimmies. No, no. Well, <laughs> but they have a really good quarterback now. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Of the middle-of-the-pack teams, who do you think can break free um, and go on a playoff run? Uh, like Bulldogs, like you talked about, yeah. or, or Team Sexy, him, you, uh, Pocket Rockets, Primetime. I'm a big Primetime fan. Mm-hmm. I think Ethan Adrian is w- the most disruptive force I've seen a rusher in a long time. Mm-hmm. So to me, like I tend to lean prime time. Plus, we've seen them play in a final recently. True. Um, in this division. Yep. So I mean, it's it's it wouldn't be surprising to me. Was it five? It was six. Was it six? It was six, it was but 5B. not six D. Oh, okay. It was six. My mistake. Yeah, and but still, still I mean, relevant. Just, just the notch above, and yeah, going to final means something, right? Um, I would have to go. I'm between. Three, I like primetime as well. So, but you you went with them. I I would have picked them as well, perhaps. But I'm between uh, Bulldogs, Team Sexy, and Himu. Uh, Himu, I wrote in my article. They're getting better, but there's still something left for uh, well, something. There's uh, more QB development for Pran of Sharma left. Um, Elandre uh, Abbey is one of their st- stud receivers now. Uh, he was featured early on in uh, in our Instagram uh, posts of him uh, putting defenders and uh, skating on ice and, and, and all that down in Lachine. Um, between Team Sexy, though, and Bulldogs, Team Sexy have the, the monster, uh, the Greek freak, uh, Sam Anastopoulos. Uh, whereas Bulldogs are a bit more of a, a well-rounded uh, team uh, with, you know, the higher experience of Daniel Goloff uh, on the yeah. team. Uh, he's kind of teaching, uh, is it Jordan Schwartz? Uh, it's his, It's been a while since Jordan Schwartz has thrown. Um, I was going to say it's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's, he's making a comeback. Again, he's only putting up about 14, 18, so two to three touchdowns. I'd like to see more uh, from him. But, I, I mean, that's why they're middle of the pack teams, right? So uh, my, my answer would have been primetime. You, you you went with them. I'll go with um, if I had to pick one. You know what? Give me Team Sexy. 
You mean Team Sexy? I, uh, I like I like them a lot yeah. in terms of just the swagger and, and uh, raw ability. Uh, they're just a team that really they just need to get it, and once they get it, they can be they can yes. be really good. Yeah. Um, and then next year they can be Team Sexy back. <laughs> it's true. They nice. can bring sexy back. Eventually. They were they were team sexy last year. They should have been team sexy back this year. Um, and then next time it's future sex. <laughs> nice. You're going J- JT here. And uh, with regards to him, you as you mentioned before, they had a game against primetime recently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They had six plays to win the game. Okay. And that's the thing with experience. Whereas, yeah. like, I always say, give me exactly that. Give me G- six plays. Oh my god, yeah. It's, like it's that's the a prime position. Yeah. In a football game, it it it, it, sh- it means you should have three shots at the end zone. Yeah, um, and so that's just a thing they're gonna have to learn again. The game management portion of playing the game is—it's uh, a third of the game. But it's also it's it's not as intuitive. No, and you need it takes focus while you're playing. How many how many games of FPF experience do you need under your belt before you understand ga- drive management and game management? It took me a long time. It, it took me too long. It took it, long it took me a worldwide pandemic shutting the world down so I could sit and think. <laughs> Literally, I was sitting in my yard with nothing to do. Um, I mowed the lawn and I was like, "All right, well now I got six hours." Um, and and um, I started thinking about all these concepts and 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 it literally took me that because I'm not a I'm not a very smart person and I'm very hard headed and so that that's where it led us. I think it takes three to four seasons to start uh, being good at, and and now I'm talking a bit more at quarterback, uh, understanding what, what it it takes three seasons to understand what works Mm -hmm. in FPF. It takes, I think, five to six seasons. Five, six total, right? Like from the beginning. Yes. Not not an additional five and six. No, 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 no. Yeah. From the, from the beginning, it takes total uh, five to six to understand uh, drive management. And then I think it takes like the seventh season uh, to understand like game management. Because at that point, you've now played about at least 70 regular season games. And your experience of, hey, I've been in that situation before. is is And I've been in that situation twi- two or three times already. I, I, I know what to do this time. And now timeouts and onside kicks factor into it even more in terms of getting teams to take timeouts so that they can't use an onside kick is yeah. also part of it. Yeah, um, which Iggy and I have discussed yeah. at nauseum. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's you learn quicker than I do apparently. <laughs> oh no, 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 but this is like minimum. This is like minimum. Yeah, minimum. The the bare minimum. One thing that helps: talk to people who play higher divisions. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell you how much I learned by just listening to Steve Harpersod and Dan Lazara and Kevin Wyeth. Um, and yeah, they're really good. They have information. Use that information. Yeah, um, yeah and FPF. I Kevin Luke in my early days, for example. I think where you're going with that is the community is very open, yeah. open armed and in, into giving feedback and, and information. Especially uh, like as you move up, because like a lot of new teams are, they don't really know each other. They, they don't they're, even know. They're weirdly combative yeah. when they start playing. Like, yes, and yes, like yes. FPF in the higher divisions, even teams that have rivalries on the field usually are friends off the field. Yes. So. Yeah, because you've played with someone. Uh, yeah. I'm at that point now where it's like, oh, we've played before. Like, with against Sheriff, right? I'm playing with Alex Noel. I'm playing with Louis Bejin. I played with Kareem. Uh, I faced off against Medric Lazon like once. Like, I knew half the team on the other side. Like, or like, uh, you know? So, like, yeah, I, I, absolutely. What you're saying, um, yeah, in the lower divisions, you're not as 
um, open. You you don't even know what the what the right questions to ask. You know, sometimes. Like, yeah. anyways, all to say, like it takes a good hundred games under your belt before like you start getting oh like I've been in this situation before. I already know what to do, because some situations don't come up very often. Agreed. So, yeah. Agreed. Um, speaking of which, Rico Riders had an onside uh, kick brain fart. Onside mm. attempt. Someone messaged me like, how can there be onside kicks? There's no kicking in the FPF. Who like, said that? Uh, I, d- I don't remember. And I, know, like, I don't, I don't want to do them dirty. It was a low okay. division team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, well, it's an onside attempt. Onside, <laughs> actually, on the scorekeeping app, it's an onside pass. Okay, there you go. And an onside run. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Well, it is. But yeah. either way, it's an attempt. It's an yeah, attempt yeah, yeah, at yeah. onside. Yeah. Um, so someone explain the situation here. What happened? Yeah. Iggy. Uh, so I believe, I what, they're down uh, two possessions. Uh, Rigo Riders uh, with five plays remaining score a touchdown. Who have some experienced FPF players on the team. Yeah. Like Darren uh, McDaisy and yeah. uh, Justin Lerner. I say Basmage and Eagle. <laughs> wrong, wrong Darren. Wrong, wrong Darren. Um uh, score a touchdown to make it a one-possession game. How many plays left? Five or four. I want to say five. Uh, but I was it was it was the field behind me, so I wasn't score keeping the game. But it was something like that. They they were within the five plays. Uh, ref, this wasn't clear to me. I don't know if the ref at the beginning of the game said, "Do you know all the rules?" And they said, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah. We we know all the rules or all the new rules." Or if they they he asked them at right after scoring the TD, do you know all the rules? Mm-hmm. And they said, yeah, 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 we do. All to say is that they went for one, scored the one point convert, and then looked to the ref and said, okay, we're going for the onside kick now. Ref's like, what do you mean? You you just went for one point. You can't go for the onside kick. It's now after your touchdown. You go for one. You go for two, or you go for the onside kick. You forfeit so, the, the, the extra point. Right. So it must have been four plays because the game was over when uh, the next possession went to the uh, their opposition with four plays remaining and on their own 10, game was waived, and that was it, game over. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Uh, they had a brain fart moment, and I, I don't know. They I, I saw like four or five guys come up at, uh, at the end of the game like to the ref and just talking about, uh, about what happened. So I'm of two minds. Yeah, you should know the rules. At the same time, when there's a big rule change like this, I know I know it's halfway through the season. Yeah, but I think the referee should stipulate what the rule is for something that you might not encounter every week. I think you're phrasing that wrong. Okay. I don't think they should Jeez. stipulate what the rule is, but they should at that point in the game, guys. You scored your touchdown. Are you going for one, for two, or the onside kick? Yeah. Uh, Fair. Not stipulate, but just like that. I say, oh, right. Uh, onside kick, I have to decide now. Yes. Yeah. I yeah and going back to our point from before, right? The whole game management aspect. The referees aren't here to manage your game for you. Exactly. But this is one of those situations where, given that it's a brand new rule, and you're effectively losing the game by selecting to go for an extra point, because that's what it turns into, given number of plays left in the game. Yeah. It's one of those situations where kind of the ref can be like, you sure? Like, that's your choice? Really? Because, you know, like, here's what's going to happen type of thing. Like, game's over after this, right? No, I'm, I'm no. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I disagreed with Pease. I'm disagreeing with you now. Well, you can be wrong twice. It's okay. Yeah. The, the, Three times. The right Real answer time. is because the ref presenting, guys, you want to go for one or two? 
is wrong. Those are not the options. That's true. Ever. Ever. At any point in the game, unless you don't have your timeouts anymore. The option always now should be, guys, you want to go for one, for two, or the onside? It should be now part of the new ref lingo. It, yeah, I agree. It should always be. Because, like, go already, for one, two, or in, in, in the ref argument of, like, we don't want to, quote, unquote, baby our players, which we're babying our refs. But by you're already asking. Job. You're already what? asking. Exactly. Like, if you're asking one or two, what's the difference, one, two, or onside kick? Because yeah. the, the team should know that they have the option to go for two. There you go. Um, so I don't see because that refs get mad when and, and rightfully so when when teams don't give them an answer to their question. Well, you want to go for one or two? Well, just you're not giving me the full options at that point. So yeah. I, uh, yeah. Um, are ballers false kings? Yes, I analyzed it. I ran, I crunched the numbers. Let's get it. I uh, give me the numbers. I I crunched them. That but means you didn't in, prepare for in, the show. In the passe. In uh in my article I uh I, I wrote it I questioned it I'm like yeah ballers are balling but are are they for real um look they're the record oh I'm, that's why I'm in the wrong division I'm like scrolling up and down I'm still in five B I changed uh, see four, seamless transition yeah uh they're four and O oh, they're top of Group A mm-hmm. uh they have beaten yes. Buffalo Wild Wings by a point. Clinkers by 17, Speakeasy by a lot, and Practice Squad by 7. So, Clinkers at 1 and 3. Next, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, yeah. Buffalo Wild Wings, 1 and 2, so 2 and 5 record. Speakeasy. Speakeasy are 0 and 3, so 2 and 8. Practice Squad. Practice Squad, 1, 3, and 1. So, 3, 11, and 1 are the combined records of, of their opponents. Uh, look, they've again. They've Do we done... want to explain what false kings are? <laughs> Maybe now, subtract the four wins. They're actually three, seven, and one. Because you can't count the yeah. same. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the way you normally do it, which it's still it's not great. Uh, no, it's still a losing record. False kings means you're, and if you would go to the standings page, Eagle means you're atop of the standings, like ballers are at four and zero with one hundred and twenty five points four and. Uh, and sixty two points. But you haven't against. played anyone. It looks it looks impressive, right? Yeah. Plus sixty three. They're they're wiping clean their their oppositions. Um, they're atop of their division. But when you crunch the numbers like we just did, uh, you really see that they've been playing the uh, uh, speakeasy, which is at number ten, uh, elim- currently on the outside looking in of the playoff spot. Buffalo Wild Wings and Clinkers, which uh, are at middle of the pack right now, but still have only uh, one win each. Uh, and then there, I forgot. Who, no, those were the three teams. They No, there was four. Anyways, um, so Foss Kings, you look great, but when you really uh, break down your schedule, you're just beating practice up on... Squad. Uh, practice squad, sorry. Uh, yeah. when, you, when, you, when you look at it, you're not really beating any teams of quality. Yeah. Um, and they do face eventually. Well, they face him University, who athletically match up. Yeah. Um. Ne- the, 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 in the next game on the twentieth, um, they do face a red. Somebody said not skins. Yep. Um, I think the last three uh, games of their schedule really will tell the story. And it's and again, and I think him University just again, yeah. like, they haven't been gr- like great. Either. They've been kind of middle of the pack. They're right? one and four. Oh, okay, I thought they're they're in the ninth slot yeah. right now. So yeah, but um, if they have, if everyone's there, yeah, that that's that's at least a, an athletic th- team that that can give them. Like uh, I'm, I like I, I just said, I'm more interested in their last three games of the season, and it's interesting because 
They'll play Red Knot Skins. They'll play Ice Up. And they'll play No Friend Zone. Those are the last three games before... Because this is going to be a playoff team, right? They're yeah. probably going to be 6-1, uh, and one, uh, potentially 7-0 and oh, uh, going into into those last three games. They're good tune-up, uh, good tune-up games for the playoffs for them, right? Like, are you? Well, what f- do we think then? If they, let's say they go seven and three and they lose those last three games into the playoffs, it, it, it depends on how on the outcome of those games. Oh, not the outcome, but the game script of those games, right? If it's twenty, if they lose all three games but lose by a combined four points, I think they're okay. Mm-hmm. They'll 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 be all right, you know. But if they're getting blown out and have a negative sixty-eight point differential. Then, uh, then I'll be more worried uh, for ballers, and then we can claim them uh, false kings in Division Five A. Can Glory Boys go on a win streak now that they broke the ice with a win over Buffalo Wild Wings? I think so. I think it's their uh, their time. I was gonna do that, uh, you bastard. Um, so what's what's not what's yeah? So the audio audience, pieces just left now. Pieces left to go to the washroom. What's worse about this is that I have to go to the washroom. So I'm not only watching uh, him walk away and being left alone on set, which is fine. Uh, I, I have now the fact that I, I that, that like knowledge that he's g- getting to release himself and I have uh, yet to do so. So, Eagle, we'll have to talk about Glory Boys, you and I, if, if you could please. I think what would be funnier is if you talk about Glory Boys, and then when Peace comes back, he talks about Glory Boys, and you guys talk about it independently. That would actually be kind of funny, but... So do it! But yes, but we'll, I'll talk with you, and then you'll uh, have a discussion with, uh, with Peace about it. Uh, so, Glory Boys. I, that was a huge win that they got against Buffalo Wild Wings. Going 0-4 would have been... I... I while they could have still made the playoffs uh, at 0-4, winning two or three games uh, of their remaining schedule, uh, it would have just been... It's a team that uh, would have damaged their psyche uh, the rest of the season, and, and, and it could have imploded this team. The team's loaded with talent. Uh, they now have FPF experience. Um, I, I think it could have trended in the, in the wrong way. So getting this win... Not just for the win itself, but preventing an an internal implosion and uh, and uh, getting Michael Hyotis back on the winning side of things. Because man, nine TDs, seven INTs, those are not Michael Hyotis like numbers. They're look, they're now playing in a tougher division, five A. Division D wasn't easy, and then they they had a good record. Um, but his his play needed to be better, and it was against Buffalo Wild Wings. And because the 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 schedule doesn't get any easier for them, right? Big fat bats, they're five and zero. No friend zone, they're four and one. Red knot skins, three and zero. Like we talked about, false kings. This is the reverse of false kings, right? Well, I mean, like we talked about the the glory boys on previous seasons, yeah. where you know we didn't necessarily trust Hyotis uh, as a pivot position to actually help this team out right they relied almost entirely on just one-on-one matchups that they won because they were the better athlete and then that worked successfully in was a division six way back when there yeah. fall, or fall cup i can't remember anymore division six and then in the spring uh um, season they were one win away from going to the finals it, losing it, to dirty dogs yeah and then so now obviously they're back but in a more tough division where you're just pure athleticism and 
proficiency on, I'll call it, like the jump balls or, you know, however the ball is delivered to you doesn't carry you this. There's a lot of people that are going to understand that's what you're playing for, to your strength and so figure that out. So in that sense, I feel like their success early on has actually been a detriment to their growth moving forward here. Pease, we're talking about Hyotis as a quarterback and the Glory Boys roster and about how the uh, this season it will be a challenge for them to have to improve in order to beat some of these teams. Yeah, um, it's like a challenge, like learning how cameras work. For example, Iggy could have gone around the other way and not been seen getting off screen on camera. But, it's you a know, challenge. Yeah. challenge. <laughs> um, honestly, I like Michael Hyotis early on. Um, his ability to throw off platform is really, really good. Um, I kind of agree that things came a little too easily for them early on. Um, so it is cool to see them have to push through a little bit. Um, they beat Buffalo Wild Wings, who, despite the fact that they're struggling, they are an experienced Division Five team. So that is uh, it's a good sign. Um, but then they have a disgusting. I don't think they win another game. Did you guys do that already? Nope, not yet. So. <laughs> Check this out, Eagle. Big fat bats, no friend zone, red knot skins, the process, the pizza carrot, and then Backwoods Football Club. Like, Backwoods m is the only game they might win, and even then, Backwoods is not bad. So then, if you were to be the coach of Glory Boys, right? And we know they're a very passionate team and everything. How would you want to set the expectations for these games? Like, are you going for wins, or are you going for development? All right, so we talked about this, right? We talked about how... Do does every team go into uh, a season expecting a championship, right? Right, but I think now when we're looking at it, like, okay, you've gotten to this point in the season. Obviously, you haven't done well, right? You're one in three, and your upcoming games are much harder. I think the aspiration of winning the championship still possible well, but like, so like there's no, no such thing as tanking right there's no yeah, Bernard like, you're drafting in this league but you know what is the equivalent of we have seven games left what do we want to do here, here's what the equivalent is, is maybe we can sneak into the playoffs if we win three or four games and so let's have good showings let's at least be in the game be in position to win the games and then if we get to the playoffs maybe we have um a favorable schedule, like matchups that play to our favor. Like a team like Buffalo Wild Wings, we're, we're more athletic than they are, and we can win that way. But like... You can also use some of those games to work on some of the things you're struggling yeah. with, right? So by the time you get the playoffs, you're a much more well-rounded team. Um, like let's say, you know, your short game isn't working well. Okay, maybe work on that. Maybe your zone coverage or your man coverage isn't doing well. Okay, so you work on that a little bit. And, you know, maybe take your, your chops and some of the games that you don't do well at the beginning to try and figure that out. But near the end of the season, yeah. you get those wins, you get that experience, and now you're a little bit stronger going into that playoff run. The, the run-and-gun style of Michael Hyotis plays worked well in Division Six. I think he needs to run higher efficiency plays. Like, okay, if you take a shot on first down and it doesn't work, and then you try to run on second down, and maybe you, you get a gain of two yards. Like, he's a great runner, but let's say in this scenario, you now have two downs to get eight yards, right? Whereas, like, you take a shot on first down, but now you get you get five yards by hit completing a hook or a slant on, on second down, right? So now it's third and five, Eagle. And now as a defense, you have to defend, and I'm, I'm referring to you specifically here because you call a defense. You now have to defend a mobile quarterback, on relatively short yardage, who has two downs to get five yards. He can run on, on either down. He could still attack deep because if he sees everyone 
uh, you know, crashing the, the first down marker, he could still attack deep or he could just get the first down and sustain the drive. But at the moment, he's completing 42.7% of his passes. His yards per pass, 12 and a half yards per pass. That's great, sure. It's awesome. But the problem is, is that it, it appears to me, without having been at all their games, obviously, that it's low efficiency plays. You're relying too much on athleticism. Whereas, if you make the game more manageable, some of the stuff Iggy and I were talking about when we're talking about this division is managing the 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 drives and learning that FPF is is a four drive a four down league and learning that you need to put yourself in a position to have makeable third and fourth downs. Iggy, the Rainmakers have been crippled by injuries and roster inconsistencies. Um, what? How? How do you think they? can manage that at this point in the season? How they can manage the, 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 the roster? Roster inconsistencies and injuries. How do you think they can sort of uh, refocus and redraw expectations for the second half of the season? Uh, I don't know if it's redesigning the playbook. Uh, we can talk about that one and your your thoughts of playbook uh, redesign. Uh, well, they, is the playbook the problem, though? I mean, they put up 27 against pacemakers. That was a close game, right? I mean, that's, in a way, uh, Ryan Kastner getting back into his previous we'll form to We'll talk a little bit about pacemakers, degree. too, because there's, there's an issue with pacemakers, which is bizarre. But, uh, but yeah. Like, at, at least I was going to say, like, yeah, even if you're injury-prone, that's the best showing that Kastner's had all season. Yeah. Completion percentage is not great, but score is respectable, right, considering the next closest game was at 19 against Monster a few weeks ago, yeah. and they've been putting up one or two scores a game. So there's a little bit of, I guess, optimism on the roster at this point in time. But, yeah, if the injuries are adding up and you have to bring in ringers every week, that's going to be a problem. Well, maybe the – well, ringers in – in Andrew Carruthers, or, or I'm who? thinking maybe they rely on Kirk? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> He's my favorite name in FPF. <laughs> Kirk? We have we've talked about him every week, and we've not removed the name from the roster <laughs> every week because we're tired on Fridays because we yes. do a three-hour show. On <laughs> Thursday. You're you're cir- you're coming full circle here. Um, is this actually this last game? Is this not Ryan Kastner having maybe revamped the playbook? And I, I mean. I, I don't think it's necessarily revamped the playbook. Not, not it's revamped, but it, retooled, retouched. Like, like Carruthers. It's reps. You got reps in. You can finally it, it actually play the yeah, game. It could be that. Yeah. Uh, Carruthers played in this one. Yes. Um, and he missed a couple of games. Mm-hmm. So it's having some pieces back where you can start to get some communication, chemistry, spacing. Uh, we talk about spacing a lot on the show. Yeah. Um, and that's something that's hard to do where there's guys who might not be as familiar with your offensive system. So he might be running the same plays as he has been before. But now having um, uh, Renato Mer- uh, Mercier playing his second game, Andrew Carruthers playing his second game, um, you know, having guys being a little bit more familiar, um, I think helps out a little bit. Uh, I know Ryan Kastner is someone who's very careful with the football. So when you see multiple interceptions constantly, it's, Partially, tip. I think, at least receivers not being where they got to be. Right, and tip tip balls due to that. And yeah. yeah. Um, you know, breaking at the wrong time, uh, being at 9 yards instead of 12 yards, being at uh, 10 yards instead of 7 yards, uh, all of that affects... Yeah. Co- run, running uh, a skinny post flat and then cutting off another route, yeah. all that stuff is infuriating yes. as a quarterback, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just... <laughs> you, you said that and it, it like... Yeah, made I saw you roll your eyes. You made me shudder and like... I hate it so much. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> or, or, or like, a skinny post 
and at seven yards, right when you make your cut, you, there's a gap. There's an opening. Why are you not looking at me? Dude, look at me. Uh, triple slants, one step. Look at me. You're open. Like, just look at me. You're not looking at me. I'm going to throw the ball right into your head if you don't. <laughs> That's the way they learn, Iggy. Yeah. <laughs> but then yeah, it bounces off their head, gets intercepted. <laughs> and then you have a Ryan Kasser stat line. Yeah. Uh, did you mention his, because uh, you asked me, uh, but did you mention his ability to perhaps adapt to what shifting defenses and more adaptive defenses? So, and Ryan's one of these guys who, at his height, was one of the best quarterbacks in the division. Bring back Chalk Talk. What? Bring chalk back Chalk Talk. Oh my god! They would teach the defense. He said that very fast, but I somehow caught it. I was like, "What's what's chalk?" Um, the it's Mokan's alter ego. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, like, like he was he was one of the best quarterbacks in FPF, and yeah, yeah. but not having played FPF, and to be fair, thirty five plus is not as adaptive a division as the middle and higher divisions are in FPF now, right? Like, I mean, Division One is still a lot of man defense and still like, but like. You don't see these aggressive undercuttings and stuff that you see in those divisions, mm-hmm, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, back in our day, we did this. <laughs> well, that's it's a back in our day it's a division, kind of right? League. <laughs> um, and so, remember when difference was simple? Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> I I miss I miss the Pepperidge Farm era of FPF. I wish I threw then. It was awesome. Why are you doing? The, is that a specific voice I should be recognizing? I, yeah, I don't know the voice. I know the reference. <laughs> it's like an old man. Oh, it sounded like a child. A child, yeah. <laughs> you Benjamin buttoned your voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so that's I think that's part of it is is he needs to get back to himself and 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 part of that is getting that rapport with players who have not been there. And yep. and that's mm, been the issue. Fair. Um, I think I think if guys are showing up, you'll see more competitive remakers like we saw this week. Uh, pacemakers, however, are a good team to have that kind of game against because despite being the best team in the division, mm-hmm. they've been kind of playing down to the competition. Like they they look to be bored by the regular season. Perhaps. It it really feels just that way. Playoff and it's if just you remember last season they were destroying everybody yes. all season yeah. long. Yeah. And Yes, that's pepper. If you remember Grandma, toasting homemade raisin bread loaded with plump raisins, swirled with cinnamon, that sweet wow. aroma wafting through the kitchen. Pepperidge Farm remembers they're making raisin bread like Grandma made. No artificial preservatives. A treat for breakfast, coffee breaks for me. So you know what Eagle You just showed your age like big time. I, I remember because now I'm, a, I'm Pepperidge Farm. <laughs> um, but you know why Eagle doesn't play offense? He has no sense of timing. He could have done that when we're moving between segments or between topics. Did you notice that what went on the toast? Butter? Yes, he has butter fingers. That's true. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That too. Yeah. That too. <laughs> I remember throwing the eagle. Pepper's Farm remembers. <laughs> Shut up. I'm making the joke. <laughs> making the joke you set up. Pay attention to your own show. Um. <laughs> so while pacemakers, like you're saying, they're they're maybe I feel bad. I should have yelled. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. your temperament. We're going back to the beginning of the yeah. show, the first hour of the show. Um, while pacemakers, are, you're suggesting they're in cruise control. Uh, in this past game uh, against Rainmakers, I uh, I'm gonna check if he's on the roster full time or just played one game. No, yeah, Justin Anania, the um, one of the players for Pacer. Uh, play, having played now for his fourth game with the team, uh, I, 
was important for him to get a connection with uh, with Jason Rossi, and he he came up big. He had four touchdowns uh, in the game. All, all of his receptions actually going for touchdowns uh, for sixty two yards. So developing that chemistry with Jason Rossi is important for pacemakers, just to give another weapon to uh, Jason Rossi. And he has a he's he. If you remember, he's the guy with a big frame. He's he's a yeah. big target, and like he he can do a lot of damage. He has good speed, good hands. Um, so he takes up so much field. Yes, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just a big he just dude. Went like this, yes, yeah. because he's like 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 this. <laughs> he's a refrigerator with legs. Like you tell your defenses usually to like extend your hands so that the defense the the area you're covering is so much more. He's just naturally doing yeah. that. Like, <laughs> yeah. also, I don't know if he can extend his hands. His shoulders <laughs> already extend out as far exactly. as humanly possible. So. Yeah, so I think uh, at least if pacemakers are in in cruise control, like like you're suggesting, uh, getting another receiver to. Uh, to build chemistry with and four TDs is obviously uh, uh, building that chemistry in, in the right path. If you talk about like the frames in this team, it's you have like Justin Nania, Wade Williams, Shane Williams, and then Scott Bins, Jordan Rossi. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost comical. It's almost comical. Two oh. opposites, yep. The yeah. shoulder haves and the shoulder have nots. <laughs> For sure. Um, can monsters avoid shooting themselves in the foot? Um, are speaking of tempers, are, are the tempers on team, the temperaments, like, is that the issue with them? Is that why we're seeing such inconsistency? With uh, monsters? Yeah. Why Why do you suggest that? Well, knowing some of the team is part of the reason. Yes. But uh, as I load. Yeah, with... Um they're, they're a fiery group, right? Craig O'Brien, fiery. Well, not, not Craig. <laughs> But, you know, um, they ha- they have sort of, like, a lot of, like, very vocal leaders on the team. Right, um, yeah. And, you know, th- they, they beat Glads this week, but we've had games where, you know, pacemakers playing down to their competition, they let them off the hook. Um, they played a closer game against Rainmakers than I thought they could have played. You know what I mean? Like, especially the last three weeks, it just... I'll give you the opposite, though. The in in the two games against Gladiators, Gladiator, they've gone two and zero, and true. Gladiators are, are, team. are are what I I believe my my take from uh, at least what I get from your perception is that they're actually the the not maybe the class of the division, but uh, they're just they're unlike a lot of the teams. They're the group like Rainmakers. They're a group that played together for right. a long time, mm-hmm. and they just seem to be healthier and also playing together better than Rainmakers have been. Now, that that said, in, in that last game, Monsters 36, Gladiator 31, it was Alex Lever uh, throwing and not uh, their usual quarterback, uh, Frankie LeBeau. Yeah. So, I mean... I mean, Lever's a very confident. Yeah. He was my quarterback in Division 3 before. Like, he's... Okay. He's good. Yeah. He's really uh, good. I mean, 22 of 41, 224, 5 TDs, 1 pick. Uh, yeah. Um... That said, for Monster, I think the level-headedness of Craig O'Brien, Andy Peterkin, uh, I think is... The study is, is the stream, you think? Yes. It, they're guys that control their huddle. And so I think it's, 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 it's a recipe for success. It's not going to you know, shrivel away. Yeah. And, 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 and it, it 
has the potential to though it with it feels like it's close like it feels like it's, it's I, 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 I I guess I see what you're saying now and, and like everything's it's, it's it's okay but like uh, until something happens but will everything fall apart like will it all go wrong I don't think so I think yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll trust the uh, the brain trust of uh, Craig O'Brien and E. Peterkin to uh, especially take. especially Craig O'Brien I picture him in some of the, the huddles he's been in in the years and like Eagle your favorite meme is the this is fine meme he is that dog. He's the dog. Like that's that's the I, that, like as you're saying it. That's all I can think <laughs> of is the depiction of the dog with everything on fire. Can you please put Craig O'Brien's uh, face over the dog? And oh, you wanted to do graphic design. I was just buying time for him to get the meme. You yeah. wanted to do actual graphic design. Yeah, and put. Uh, I mean, pull up. You need to pull up the meme either way, and then if you can just su- somehow super well, 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 superimpose. <laughs> there it is. This is fine. Both in meme and gif form. Um, this is Craig O'Brien. Yeah, not, not as useful to the uh, to the uh, audio audience, but we did. Hopefully, we described the meme well enough that you know what we're talking about. Then again, it's thirty five plus, so maybe they don't know what memes are, or maybe they call them memes. Memes, yep. Also I possible. Yep. Um, JMJ has been plagued by drops and untimely picks, um, but now they replace Joel Watson for the rest of the season with uh, Jordan Rossi. How oh. do you think that impacts the team? Good, uh, or in a positive, uh, in a positive way, um, and it's it's again jo- uh, Jason Rossi throwing. So they they have they're now playing on three teams together, uh, plus all the experience that they've had, uh, in, you know, playing together in in other se- in past seasons. Uh, yeah, it's it it's gonna help a lot. Uh, they're currently sitting uh, at two and three. I mean, it's a tight division. Uh, no one, no one's taking a stranglehold. Um, it's a good, it's it's a very good piece to ask J, uh, add JMJ. I believe will be the number one seed when uh, when all is said and done after eight games here. Yeah, um, I, I I like the the team overall. The uh, definitely the 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 issues with being able to catch the ball, like it it hurts them. I want to ask a question about Jordan Rossi specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, and he throws a nice ball. It doesn't seem catchable. Like it's Jordan or Jason? Uh, it's Jason's right now. Yes, Jason's throwing. Oh, sorry, I meant Jason. Okay. Um, it seems like he throws a heavy ball. Does that make sense? It's an F two thousand, though. I, no, 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 no. But the way the ball sort of comes out, c- comes out. It it feels like, like receivers have to like labor to catch it, which is weird because again, he th- and again, I, I I throw a completely uncatchable ball, so I'm not throwing shade. Yeah, it yeah, just yeah. some guys look like the ball just sticks to people's hands. Uh huh. Like like Daniel Lazaro, for example. Yes. If you drop a ball, you, you don't have fingers. It's on you. Right. Like yeah. with with Jordan Rossi, sometimes it just seems like maybe it's the angle it's coming in at. I don't know what it is. Some guys just seem to throw a heavier ball. It's not physically heavier. It looks heavier. I got it. Got you know? it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that just my perception, or do you feel the same? Yes and no. I I will talk about it a little later. But I saw him throwing against uh, blackouts. Uh, hell of a game of fireworks mm-hmm. uh, galore. Uh, and I'd have to disagree with you just based on that game. But I do know what you're you're talking about. And I I I would have agreed had I not seen uh, this game uh, past this past Sunday. Eagle, how heavy are Jason Rossi's balls? Two point five. Uh, enough for them to bring back people from the dead if you collect all seven. It's intense. That's the dragon's worth of balls. Mm-hmm. 
I've often, I've often but heard that. They don't just weigh on a physical level; they weigh on a mental level because you have all this power you have to wield. Did you study uh, psychological balls in your psychology studies? If you had the no, power to no. make a wish, would you wield it, and what would you wield it for? Not answer. Okay. Yeah. But that's that's a good way to use that. So you didn't language. study this topic, is what you're saying? <laughs> what a waste of an education! Seriously, why, why, why even go to school? Um, Chris Olson's having. Somewhat of re- re- rejuvenation for Paul Vige. Um, it, he's an interesting dude. I've had the experience playing against him. I've had the experience playing with him. Okay. Um, great teammate, although at times when he was younger was kind of a dude who point the finger a little bit at things going wrong around him. That doesn't seem to be the case. He's really taken on a leadership role uh, with Paul Vige. He's really brought a positive attitude. Paramount. Uh, yeah. oh, sorry for Paramount. My yeah. mistake. For for Paramount, um, he he's like I said, and I think that's played a a part in that in that rejuvenation. It's really been impressive to see. So I'm I'm happy to see how well he's played so far this season at 35 plus. Yeah, I mean t- uh, three receivers already with uh, with. 200 uh, yards in after five games. And I'm saying this, of course, he, he had an off game with against FPF. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he was he was killing it um, leading into that game. I just, I, I just don't want to overreact to one bad game, right? Like we no, we tend not. to do that at times where your last game is your season. But no, he's he's been great all season long. It feels like in this one, maybe chasing points a little bit and having to deal with the frustration of having to cover Yanni Lehrer. Yeah, yes, we talked about like what's going to happen when Jeff Rosenblatt and Yanni Lehrer play at the same time. And well, this is what happens: eight catches, ninety-six yards, and a touchdown because not coverable. Yep. Yeah, that that checks out. Uh, and then uh, Yanni having two interceptions uh, on defensive side. Uh, so yeah, a bit of a blip, I think, in uh, in an otherwise impressive season uh, for for Chris. Yeah, twenty four touchdowns, seven interceptions, and um, you know, he, sorry, I, I mentioned Paul Vige because the first game he played was against Paul Vige. That one was a tough outing, but since then was was on fire. Like the yeah. the next in the next three games. He 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 threw uh, seventeen touchdowns, two interceptions in three games. Like that's that's an impressive stat. Yeah. Like. This last game go three picks. That's a little scary. But that's what we're talking about. That's yeah. that we said yeah. that already. Yeah. That it's a blip in the radar. Yeah. Yeah. Just a <laughs> one. Eagle once again not paying attention to the show. Um. In coed three, I want to talk about Canicule. Yeah. Kind of um, cool. They got to win against uh, against Fast and Furious three. Um. <laughs> they did something interesting. They mo- they made What's a change that? at quarterback. Oh, but not for the entire game. Just for s- contextual reasons. Interesting. They needed a big play, um, and I don't know if you've seen uh, Athena play. I have not, unfortunately. I plan. I I want to though. Yeah. I want to see this team. Uh, I want to see what they're about. Athena Ryan is very decisive. Um, as good, she's a good passer in rhythm when it comes to hitting slants, out hooks, like Kay. like really good at getting receivers um, in stride. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have a great deep ball. Okay, and so they brought in Alex Marchand. So I like the self awareness to be like, right. well, this is what we need. And um, <laughs> Marchand threw a forty bomb mm-hmm. where there was four receivers and one defender <laughs> in one area, and it was a catch for a touchdown. Four receivers. Four receivers to one. One defender. defender. Yeah. So. So just threw you, it up. You tell me what. Had numbers. Yeah. And and obviously defensive breakdown by Fast and Furious. They're yeah. a team that um, 
that is developing. Um, That's a play as a defensive coordinator drives me nuts. <laughs> like, why? It's not blown coverage. It's not like, okay, wait, it's just like, just what are we doing? Not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. It's like having a producer who's not listening to your show. Yep. It's the same. Yeah. Pepperidge Farms remembers. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. Um, and this is a game where for, for uh, Fast and Furious 3, Tony Lalo went down early. Yes. So it obviously yep. affects them. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you get Alex Noel at, at Snappers. Sure, but he's like, you lose him at other positions, right? Like at receiver, sure. Yeah. You know, so so it's still a loss to, to lose. Yes. Uh, and, and, and not having Alex LaRoche also that game where True. you have yes. your two main Snappers not available to you. Like, uh, the quote from Ryan was, you're not allowed to miss another game again, yeah. <laughs> Alex. Yeah. yeah, as he laughed. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, clinically, it's interesting. That they've not done anything particularly yeah. impressive, yeah. but they're improving. They're improving game in, game out. They're, like this, they're, they're more than the sum of their parts, yeah. I think. That's another psychological thing I, wor- I learned. Adding Ge- parts. Just uh, gestalt principles, gestalt. Okay. Yes. If you were to sum up their parts, what would the sum total? You see, it would be canicule, but it's kind of cool. Right? There we go. <laughs> you look for answers on Call the Audible. You came to the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> this show's not about learning. Um, do we have a more important question if you open their team picture? Do we have the next Nimrod Janikowski here with someone wearing pajama pants? Oh, I wrote about that in Division, oh, did you? Oh, did division you? Uh, 6. There was somebody I saw with pajama pants, and I made fun of them. <laughs> um, I don't remember who now at this point, but uh, yeah, per- perhaps. We might have a, a rekindling of uh, a Jaguars fan somewhere. Like, I mean, so I get it if you look like me. Like, the um, compression wear doesn't fit me well. <laughs> uh-huh. So, like, but like, you know, I guess this is a style choice. Specifically, because I don't think that's the issue here. Yeah. Maybe it's the only things he had that had no pockets. Could be. That could be. Pajama pants with or without pockets? I like I with. like with. 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 Yeah. I like having the option of storing things. Yeah. Because otherwise, where am I going to put my lighter when I go smoke when I have exactly. my pajamas on? Exactly. I was going to say my snacks. <laughs> we all we have different vices, you yeah. know. Yeah. But... I often wake up with the lighter in my pocket, and it, it's a freaky <laughs> feeling. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it at all. I do yeah. not wake up with snacks in my pocket. Because <laughs> you, you ate them all. Yeah. Do you ever sleep eat, Eagle? No. I don't sleep anything. I barely don't sleep. sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it's cool that they, they, got the, they, they got that win, especially after having lost to Fast Enough Furious. Now, Coach Ryan Dobbs talked a lot about how next time he plays them, they're going to put up 40, but he's played them twice and hasn't put up 40. <laughs> so, so third I mean, time's a charm. Maybe he, maybe mark? though, fast, uh, not Furious Three, are some other parts. Fa- like the third time, yeah. number three. Maybe you sum up the points. It's oh crazy. yeah, then then you hit forty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, Evan Gerbert's been good for them. Um, mm-hmm. you know, making the most of the targets, nine targets, five touchdowns. Um, Ovid Larea, Patrick Simon, Simon, like Simeon's been good. I, I just think that. What Athena Ryan has to do is she needs to at least threaten intermediate and deep passes. Yes. Yeah. Throw deep passes to the sideline where you're throwing it to the outside and it's your receiver nobody. Yeah. Throw your deep ball early. Your first yes, read is your yes, deep ball. Yes, 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 Um, We talk about this a lot. I'm someone who's had to benefit from that because my I'm, I have a terrible arm. I have a terrible arm. And so 
if if you're not Kevin Wyeth, if you're not even a guy like Ryan Dobbs Garnett who has a really good arm, yeah. if you're not a, a strong thrower of the football, if if you for example you have a post over the middle, that's your first read. So if yeah. it's one five, yeah. before the receiver even cuts, you're putting it over the middle yeah. and letting your receiver run under it for the catch. Mm-hmm. Um, so the only way you get better at that is is by giving it a shot. I do like the self awareness to put Alex Marchand when they needed it, but I think Athena Ryan. If she could just develop that one little part of her game, and it doesn't need to be, you just need to take two or three shots a game and yes. be able to work that intermediate area, and you'll see a huge improvement. And maybe incorporate, I don't know, I don't know the playbook yet because I haven't seen. Uh, I do want to catch one of their games, but maybe incorporating more trips, well, which favors, you know, short to intermediate uh, and, and drive. It allows you to see also like the three reads in one look. Yes, yeah. So that way, if the deep is open early, you can attack it early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because deep, if if you're saying like she's struggling with the arm arm strength, when you want to hit deep is when the guy's wide yeah. or girl is wide open, like then your ball can float a little longer and and you don't have to worry. If you have two deep routes and someone's following, only one defender is really following a post, and you have another goal on the sideline, you have time to throw that ball. It's also like why people run post and wheel, right? So you can hit the fly, but the wheel takes longer to develop, yeah. so you don't have to throw it as far down the field. Right, right, right. Yes, yeah, you yeah, know? exactly. Um, so little little things like that can help her establish that part of the game because her underneath game is impressive. Okay, she yeah. catches it and it, it's being nice. it's being thrown right into the gap. That's, right that's away. great. That's that's a lot of success. Yeah. You got except like, when you don't do the other thing. Yeah. You can the other team will just start to encroach and then undercut. Yeah. You know. But um, until they do that, they keep yeah, keep doing that, and yeah, then yeah. but use that to set up the deep ball Correct. or take yeah. a deep shot early just to show you'll do it, yeah. and it gives you some more time to run your normal concepts. Yeah, uh, s- stick with the gap, but every now and then throw into Banana Republic. <sighs> Yikes! That's a clothing reference. Uh, I, I love when Eagle has a joke to make, and you see him. He's he's inching towards the side. I'm of waiting the for the moment so you can see that I'm absolutely. ready. Absolutely, and like I see him <laughs> in my lineup because he knows. He's behind the screen, so I can't see him, but he puts himself in a position so I can make eye contact, so I know to stop talking, so that I can give him the joke. And that's what we got in return. <laughs> All of that work. Um, what can we make of half and half? Are they matchup dependent, or are they up and coming? Uh, can I just say, the matching of the number two's cleats with their jerseys is very on point. Yeah. So, kudos. I'm already impressed. I'm uh, not a fan with the glove wear, though. One, well, we're not even wearing what the same glove color. Yeah. It's not even blue. Come on. You got to you gotta go all three. You got to go. Matching uh, Gab Wiseman's cleats. Kind of. So give so give the gloves to uh, to Gab. Um, I think, uh, no, I think this is a sustainable uh, team. It's not, a, uh, I mean, I, I guess you're. Question was weird uh, whether they're up and coming or My guy. It's dependent. not that weird. You think they're good or do you think they're matchup dependent? It's not complicated. No. Choose game. one, defend one. No. I might say the same thing. I might say the opposite. Do the thing I'm asking you to do. No, because up and coming is is what. They're, they're, it's, the, a way, it's a way of saying are they good? Uh, it's unclear. That's, Look, it's, they dropped it's, their it's first ambiguous. game. They've won the next two by blowouts. What do we think of them? I think they're good for for coed three so up and coming. No, they're here so already. So they're not up and coming. No, they're already here. Where are they? 
Here, literally they're, right they're here. Literally not here. <laughs> I'm looking. I don't see. Gab Wiseman's all over social media selling houses and condos. Nonstop. Yes. That dude closes on the house yeah. the way he closes on the ball in the gap. A rental agreements too, by the way. Okay. Cool. Pre- what? So sponsor the show. <laughs> well, listen, we know real estate agents need tax write-offs. We could be a tax write-off. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, the look, the talent's obvi- obviously there. Um, and who's official? It looks like Camille Saint Marie is. Uh, I think Christopher uh, was just for one game. Was just for one game. Yeah. Um, that's where they're gonna struggle. Is I guess moving the offense because six TDs in, in in three games. Well, she she threw two, I believe. To what? She she only threw in two games. Oh, she played receiver. You're saying when uh, Chris Vero was there then? Yeah, she saying. she caught uh, three passes for 22 yards and touchdown against Michael Scott's Tots. Okay, I see. So in in two games. So you know what? That's uh, that's the your your minimum is is uh, four touchdowns. Uh, I Five, think. But yeah. No, 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 no. Your bare minimum. Bare minimums, yeah. Yes. To be competitive. I, I think in COVID three, that bare minimum we can lower to three TDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's she's you know she's putting the bare minimum on offense, and I think the defense uh, with is Gab Wiseman rushing. Yeah, that's not fair. Uh, <laughs> eight, eight, eight sacks, uh, and the defense minus. He's so good. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. But I mean, there's Alex Noel in Coed three. There's yeah. There's other high but level like, talent. So like, where teams sacrifice in like a less experienced quarterback or or right. less complete receiving core, and they make up for it. Like Tanya Steer is a really good defender um, and receiver and yeah. receiver as well. Um, I, I I haven't seen them in person yet, so I'm, I'm curious to see how Marianne Larry Duval uh, looks. I want to see how Aline Bourchet looks, mm. uh, Camille Saint Marie uh, as well. Um, and on offense, we see that we see the lack of involvement from the the the, the female uh, receivers. Uh, Marianne Larry Duval is the one who's most targeted. She's got eight targets through three games. Um, yeah. It's not bad, but we want to want to see some more some more involvement. I, I, yeah, like I want I want to see a, a woman on this team with with twelve targets. Yeah, you know? like like it's going to be hard for teams to match up and play shadow defense against Gab Wiseman, Jamal Roach, and Phil Osan. Phil Osan, yeah. So like that's enough that you're going to face zones. So knowing that you know which zones you can attack with your female receivers, well, they'll be forgotten. Yeah. Um, because that's what happens a lot of times in co-ed. And that's where Camille Saint-Marie needs to, to attack or Chris Vero, his quarterback. It's not clear to me because Vero only played a game. Yes. So I don't know if he's the actual quarterback or if he played that specific right. game for that right. for whatever reason. Right. I, I, if, if it is Camille Saint-Marie uh, throwing the ball, I, I, I'm concerned about the convert game. If they find themselves in a close game against uh, Fast and Furious 3, let's say. So have they arrived? Or are they up and coming because they have to work on the converts? They are here. They're here, but they're not scoring. But they're not scoring on the converts enough for me. Is one uh, area of concern I have for the team. So stubborn. (laughs) You just you're digging in your heels. You're like, I made a decision that I don't like this question, and I'm going to stick with it no matter what happens. (laughs) Look, I'm impressed. are, Are they up and coming? Or are they matchup dependent? They're literally not th- the opposites of each other. No, but they could be one thing or the other. It could be. They could be both. Like, are blueberries blue or a fruit? They're both. They, they both. I just said that. So you could have answered both. 
You could have answered neither. <laughs> Are we moving on to uh, Division One? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. They didn't teach you additive properties in psychology school? <laughs> psychology school. <laughs> Brainiology? Um, so we had another edition of Braves vs. All-Stars. Um, what did you consider to be new in this go-round? Uh, I think the fact that they've already played each other in Division Two. Uh, while it's not the exact same squads, um, it's, it's a version of yes, exactly. And and like I don't think Jomer and and uh, Kevin White are scrapping their playbook. Uh, <laughs> to to be clear, this is the upcoming game: Braves versus All Stars, not next week. The week after. Yeah, not well, but like the next two weeks are kind of lumped into a week, right? Like because it's so little. Well, game. I, what whose schedule are you looking at? Because I looked at one team's schedule and it's their next game. I mean, Braves. Oh wait, they play February nineteenth. Yeah, nineteenth. Yeah, that's just but two that's weeks away. Yeah, but, but there's it's no the week six. Next there's no week six because week one. six is Super Bowl week. Yeah. Because, yeah. And but they it's only their play on next matchup. Okay, I'm just saying it's coming up in two weeks from now. Can we stop putting a division on one night of the week? It's infuriating. I hate it so much. Do you think they like it? Uh, I mean, probably. You know, your Sundays are, your Sunday nights are football nights yeah i guess oh, yes it's sunday night it makes it infuriating for us to cover though because we might not be available right i'm there i was there from six to ten oh because one night. game my first game was at six and my second one was at ten so i caught quite a few games yeah so they, they, they're gonna play each other again um this coming week so at this point what are the adjustments what are the what are the where's the edge Right for for all star like there's no two teams who know each other better than Braves and All Stars. Is it is it perhaps because I mean these games come down to converts. So is it a question of how uh, how All Stars defend the triple quarterback uh, play of of the Braves? I, I I tend to think so. That's part of it. Yeah. yeah. Or is it is it the fact that like you know Kevin Wyeth is pretty much automatic on these converts like we've seen? You know. So there's nothing. So you're saying there's I, nothing I, they can do. I feel like. The result is random. <laughs> it's just absolute randomness, which is fine because, like, football's a weird game. It's a game where, like, a, a, a spot on the field can change the outcome. It's a game where a deflected ball can change the outcome. Uh, we're throwing an oblong-shaped ball, which is awkward. Um, and, like... A ref call, 50-50 That's what I'm call. saying. Like, yeah. like, like, marking it short on fourth down versus a first down. Yeah. Marking it just shy of the goal line when it could have been a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, like... These are, like, yeah. This is it literally comes down to that with this yeah. team. With these, teams. somebody needs a little bit of food that was a little bit more gassy. One section of the field doesn't want to be played on as much. A little indigestion. I'm I'm convinced some rushers do that on purpose. <laughs> what? <laughs> Pass gas right in front of the QB. After. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's not been my experience. I've been hit a lot this season, but that's not been my experience. Yeah, different kind of uh, different kind of violence. Yeah. Um, when you look at when you look at um, the let's say that we look at these two rosters. Let's start with All Stars. The new pieces that they've added, Royce Mergen, um and now Theo Theo. Yeah. Um, h- how does that compare to the? I don't want to say ancillary because there's nothing ancillary about Theo Ojea, but like to the additional pieces that we didn't necessarily think about heading into the season. Uh, when it comes to let's say, um, when it comes to the Braves, with you know they add Guillaume Bellin 
and Phil Fadan. Phil Fadan. So like, man, like if you match up Theo and Phil Fadan, like, yeah, I know Theo has the reputation and he's an FPF Hall of Famer, one of the first classes of FPF Hall of Fame, and at at one point anyway, the undisputed best player in FPF, Phil Fadan is on that track. Right. Um, and then Guillaume Bellin was a good player. I'm a huge fan of and and Royce Emergen, an up and coming Division One star. Why? Do, why? Why is that cheeky? Because he didn't get the reference before. The reference is he already there because he's playing in Div 1? Hmm? Or is he up and coming? This show has gone on for too long. It's We're hitting the three-hour we're, we're hitting the three hour mark here. We're almost there. We're yeah. almost there. Jeez, just three more divisions? I, I'm trying to point that out to you. All right. Answer the question. Uh, I think I... I, I, I are you asking if Phil Fadan can beat I'm saying, one on one? I'm saying with the which team one-on-one? got better with which their changes got, they made to their roster. Yeah. Wow. Why? Why? Why, well, could, can, why did he understand the question? Because he's listening, and you not? Because you're not listening? Because yeah. I, yes, that's a good question. Because I didn't take psychology. <laughs> At brain school, where's your brain school now, Iggy? <laughs> yeah, I never said that. You said I that. Know. Um, I'll go with I'll go with Braves uh, getting Phil Fadan. Um, Belan's been there uh, enough seasons now to know the concepts and, and, and everything working. Um, it's hard to play defense. The, the advantage is always going to go to the offense when a player knows the route they're running. Uh, and I just think Phil Fadan has a bit of an edge right now on, on Theo. And that's crazy to say. That's crazy to say. But I think he, I think he does. What do you think? You don't. You you. Don't, I, I don't know. It's it just maybe it's my bias from having may, covered FPF so long. It's yeah, hard to imagine yeah. anyone having an advantage on Theo ever. Uh, yeah, I, no, I know. And I I would as give good Theo, as is. I, I'd give the advantage to Theo on offense though over Phil Fadon covering him. I I would I would do it just the same. Well, it's not just Theo Jay by himself, right? He can make ridiculous catches, but Kevin Wise can also put the ball in spots where yeah. only. OJ can make those ridiculous catches. You know? So yeah. effectively taking any defensive edge yeah. you could give yes. Fadon yeah. away because of the ball placement. Yeah. So is this a battle for the first run, for the first overall seed and the de facto buy? I think so. I think if All Stars win this game, I I know it doesn't clinch them the number one spot, but it in all intents and purposes it, it does. We'll and I think it's huge. That's huge because that's a first round buy, right? Yeah, for, totally. for the playoffs. Yeah. It's it, you need to win one less game to win a championship. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. it's literally it's why the Patriots won so many championships yeah, yeah. was because they got a buy by picking on the AFC East for yeah. two decades. Yeah. Um, will KGB Plus or Bulldogs get a win before their matchup when they face each other? Uh you know what I think they're both zero and four right now in uh, in Div One. I think they both get victories. Uh, in their next matchups before uh, facing off against each other. Um, we kind of called how tough a schedule Bulldogs had to start. Yeah. Like it was just a rude awakening into Division One. Um, so I think KGP Plus will, uh, will come away with a victory with double straddle, although only if Phil Cutler plays. What's been up with KGP Plus and not having He's a quarterback? Ah. He's out of time. Ah. That's all. Okay. Is. is he back in town? Do you know um, that? Ah, 
You know how you're not listening to the show? Yes. I wasn't list. I was only half listening when yeah. uh, when I was told about his whereabouts. I don't remember where he's at, which I wouldn't divulge on the show anyway. But also, yeah. I don't. I was told when he would be back, and I don't remember. Uh, after the Super Bowl because they're not playing uh, Monday or Wednesday, so. Is it after the Super Bowl week? Oh, I, I, I don't. I, I you gotcha. rephrasing the question won't change the answer. Uh, I, that thought, I don't know. I, well, I thought maybe I would trigger no. a memory. No, it's gone. Yeah, no, it's gone. Uh, so <laughs> I, okay, so I'll change my tone then. Uh, I'll I'll go with KGP not winning. Um, if if they have you know the tr- uh, Dylan Garber, Quasi Gordon, Mall throwing, uh, I'll give the edge to Double Straddle there. But I will uh, I will give Bulldogs. Ah, I, although I, party crashers, party crashers. Look, I I know I I don't love the way they play. I don't love their system. I kind of do. I like their <sighs> offensive. Like they they have it's offensive so easy punch. to defend. Like the top teams in the division defend it with ease, and it's like they leave receivers open, and Frisbee's refuses they, to take it. It's they beat kangaroos. Yeah, forty to thirty four. Yeah, that, it's going to happen, right? Yeah. But like in a playoff matchup, are you ever, if you had to pick a game and put money on it, are you ever choosing play <laughs> party crashers over kangaroos? Yeah, no, no, not, not with money on the line, but can they, can Bulldogs get a win over them? The, the, the hard thing is, is party crashers are still a division one team, yes. division one, two team that's been there for a long time. Yep. Bulldogs are new to high divisions, period. Um and our roster that's been forged together from multiple teams, it takes a second. I said early in the season that had they had double straddle later in the season, that might be an opportunity for them once they got everything clicking. Yeah, 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 yeah. If they don't beat party crashers here, the next chance for victory for them will either be KGB plus or party crashers. And depending yeah. on how this game goes, yeah, yeah. I might say Bulldogs going winless on the season it's it's possible it's possible i think they split one of the two with kgp I, though maybe or one of the two with oh, okay yes they, yeah. yeah so they they have party crash choice in kgp yes, plus yes, and kgp yes. again but again if cutler's there it's a different team yeah yeah like we're also we're reacting to them playing without their quarterback right like yeah. I, i'd like to see what bulldogs would look like without miles given you oh know? yeah oh my god yes no not competitive no, which, which is and that's the thing I've I've seen Bulldogs play. They 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 athletically they look the part. Mm-hmm. They don't look as cohesive as Division One teams look. Mm-hmm. They just don't. Mm-hmm. They look like a team that in Div Three would dominate, s- murder teams just by yeah. by being the better athletes. But that doesn't work in Div One. Yeah, everyone's the better athlete. Yes, <laughs> you know. So it's like, it's like when you see like guys from top end colleges playing the NFL. It's not enough to just be good. Everyone's good. You're a, a, a small fish in a big pond. Yeah. Yeah. Your dogs play a shootout battle against blackouts that you previewed. Yeah. Um, you said that uh, you said here that uh, Rossi mentioned that Kazaka climbed the ladder uh, and brought back an end zone interception all the way back for six. Michael Kazaka is Marco. Michael. Yes. Guy, I'm dying, man. I know. Talking for so long. Yeah. Uh, Michael Kazaka has been one of my favorite players since I first saw him play in Division 5. He's exciting. Yeah. He does everything well. He's fast. He's he's great at tracking the ball in the air. He's strong. Um, I like the dude a lot. Good at tracking it offensively and defensively. Yeah. yeah. It, he's a more jacked willpower. 
Ooh. In, in that way, interesting. Like, yeah, can do a little bit of everything, and that ability to win in the air yeah. is. Well, he w- he made a big play for um for blackouts. Uh, I found that uh, junkyard dogs, uh, Rashawn Perry was uh very you know didn't light up the the stats here for uh four catches on his four targets 31 uh, yards and two touchdowns um i i say that but then you know he, he did have an interception he had the pd two touchdowns maybe the yardage wise didn't uh didn't do so much but two two point extra points two two point extra points uh four points on converts just from him he he was l- I don't know. Is it low key? I, I I don't know how to how to put it, but like he had a big performance without putting up yardage. Let's yeah. just say. Uh, and I think they added Rashawn Perry off like the the Facebook group. If I remember correctly, this correctly. this junkyard yeah. dog team is yeah. loaded. Yeah, yeah. Is, it's is it's the best re- roster they've had in a while. Oof. Yeah, it's it's really strong when like Vincent Benjamin is your l- l- fifth receiver in yards. <laughs> it's it's insane. Yeah, and he. Like he has the ability on this roster to also be the first. Yes. Like like it's it's yeah, 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 yeah. it's 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 an opportunity. They're, they're interchangeable, right? Like yeah. any of these guys could be the number one receiver like on takes, any on any given week. Yeah, you you take away I would venture to say a team with Riley Pinecomb, a team with Rashawn Perry, with Vincent Benjamin, with arguably Hugo Alamano as a number one receiver in division three is a is a top half team. Yeah. It's a top of the half table team, basically. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Rossi, like again, like he's he's just not a very explosive receiver, but he's really consistent. Like he's he's a great c- uh, complementary piece, which I, which I don't mean any shade at all. Like he's yeah, yeah. just a very good role player. But like those four guys could be number one receivers on any te- on any team, and the team would be better. And they're all on one team. So, because uh, I was in and out of uh, this game, I saw like 80 percent of it. Oh, they're rushing TD. There, there we go. That now, now the TDs uh, add up. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Question for you on this one here, right? Um, obviously, Adam Sinagra. We had a conversation a few episodes ago about how his red zone or extra point plays weren't good. Now, if I'm doing the math properly here, six touchdowns in this game they yeah. get two of their two-point conversions yeah. but still managed to lose the extra point battle in the grand scheme of things yep. well because they got they got four points on six touchdowns but that's what i mean right? like that's not bad necessarily no, no, but like it's, it's even a, even but like, like but, but so he's, he's still two of six like, yeah, like yeah. so like percentage like yes they got the two-point conversions but he's what he's struggling at is the one-point conversion because a two-point conversion is defended more like a regular play and I think and I think this running is lanes and for one really against the against a two point yeah. coverage. Now he went mostly for two. Oh, in, he did okay. in, in this game. Well, he's probably. Yeah. I would I would venture to say he's more comfortable going for two, just knowing his playbook. Um, the thing is, again, Eagle, like you yeah, say that he's it, not that bad, but you're looking at the points. He's still two for six. He's still thirty three percent. No, I know, but that's the thing, though, right? Like in this game, he goes seventeen for twenty three, two hundred yards, four touchdowns, a running one as well, and obviously the pick six to help out. I would say that's. Not a bad game no, necessarily. No, no, right? that's a he, good he game. He didn't and have you, a bad you, game. You, like you put up forty points, you lose a game, right? Like how much more can you do yeah. to help your team out? No, and I, for I, him, it's just extra points. This one here is not on Adam Snyder. No, um, I think, and I think black, I thought blackouts would have issues adapting defensively. Uh, we yeah. saw a little bit in the fall, and in, in some of their games, they 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 had to go score for score, and it, it's. Uh, it's a coin flip at that point, right? Yeah. Um, and and you need and that, like, you're you're struggling with converts, and the defense is not really shutting teams down. Yeah. That's gonna you're gonna lose more games than you win that. Yeah. Way. And his and his one interception, 
he that he threw to Rashawn Perry. He didn't like the the effort put forth by Ryan Vanslet to go up for that ball. He yeah. he looked at him like, dude, attack that ball, man. Defend it. Even if you can't catch Especially it. Especially that it's not tackle and Rashawn can't murder you. Because I understand yeah. if it was tackle. Yeah. As big as Ryan Vanslet is, Rashawn Perry's a big dude. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he was a monster out there. I'm telling you, like yeah. this thirty one yards. But they're they're they've allowed ninety nine points in three games. Yeah, it's I'll, hard. You yeah. Go, like yeah, at that, yeah, yeah. like especially it's again, now, yeah. given given that one of the struggles has been zone struggles, that's going to be amplified by your team allowing a lot of points. Yeah. So one of those two things has to improve. That's where we're at. But I'm happy to see them clicking on offense. And yeah, like they're they're still scoring a bunch of points. Yeah, of course, like, of course. They have a pl- they have a they, they're one and two with a plus minus of plus fifteen. Jesus. You know? Oh my God! Wow. <laughs> so. Is it, I'm glad. I'm glad it's working, but yeah, it's they they need to 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 make that 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 adjustment. Yeah. Um, Peas are are the bearskins. Are they dead dead to rights? I've seen them play a lot actually this season. Okay. Um, and a bear, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the that's my uh, my backyard. Yeah. yeah. Um, so one game they didn't have uh, Neil Edinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously you take away Vince Nardon from the receiving core. It's less deep of receiving core. Um, they have aged from their championship season, right? Like that's. I, s- I saw that. I saw it recently. It was against um, Brotherhood. Yeah, yeah, and it was a game where they were considered underdogs, and mm-hmm. really just a great game by Neil Edinson. Great, great uh, ga- game plan on yeah, both you, sides of the ball. It's true. You called the game. I called the game. No, yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah, fun. Yeah. It was yeah. it was a legitimately nice moment because I've known these guys for a long time in mm-hmm. FBF. You know. Um, with regards to Neil Ettenson, one of the the comments made to me by um, I want to say Kevin Libin, okay, who said a lot of times because um, Neil Ettenson doesn't have a quick release, he's not getting the ball to things that are open immediately. We've talked about you have to. It's yeah. one of the key things. And if you don't have a quick release, you kind of need to develop a way for that look to still be open and force right. the choice yeah. yeah force the defense to have to choose to give you that and back up and take away a deeper route um and i think that would help him he throws a great deep ball yeah, yeah especially to the sidelines yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's beautiful yeah. but those as you move up in division three those are harder and harder to hit yeah um especially that this is not a team full of blazing speed mm-hmm. this is a team that's going to have to use Scheme their to ha- win and their hands and move it methodically down the field, especially offensively. I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing mm-hmm. the scheme like, like, you know, they 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 lose fifty to six to Blues Blues. They lose thirty six to six against Bears against the uh, KGP Raw Infantry. That's a tough matchup for them, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Tw- but twenty six to six, like it's the six though. It's three games in a row. Six We're points. Six. Yeesh. Like it's. So I mean, like that. That said, they're one and four, bottom of the division, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, or at least bottom of their. Uh, yeah, bottom of Group F. And they like the game against Blues Clues, for example. Yeah, it was twelve six into the last play of the half. Uh huh. And it just almost punched in for a touchdown, and then you the game just comes unraveled. And right. and I've had the misfortune of playing against AJ Gomes on defense. He figures out what you want to do and he takes it away, right? So, yeah, like, yeah. 
th- th- this team is too smart. They have too much FPF experience and intellect to be losing that way. You need to be competitive. You need to have a second and third act. You need to have ways to scheme to to be competitive in these games. And they're not doing it. They're they, just yeah. going out there running their plays no matter what. Yeah. Uh, they'll they'll need the wins uh, and the the next two games they can be had. They against Air Force One, another struggling team in Division Three, in Fraz uh, Bien Fourni just picking up their first win now. Uh, these are two games that Bearskins it, they are must wins already. Yeah, must wins and and I know Air Force One's struggling, but again, it's the kind of team because of the athleticism that if you if you don't find ways to get get guys open, you, you're not going to win. They're, yeah. They're, they're good. Air Force One's a good team. Yeah, they're good. No, 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 no. They're good. They're, they're just talented. Yeah, you know, um, France being Fournier, that that that's one that they they should handle. You know, um, that's one that they should handle. Otherwise, you know, like I know that they have even uh, Desjardins and, and yeah. they have a solid team, but it's it seems a little disjointed. Like it just seems like a bit of a random grouping of guys put together. It, they don't seem yet uh, like a team that's clicking. Um, who's the best player in your estimation, Division Three? Oh, the best player, sorry, best defensive player. Ah, what I meant to say. Ah, um, I'll go. Uh, I might surprise you with this one. Okay. Um, I'm between two, and they're actually of similar build. Okay. Short and stocky. Okay. Uh, I'm going between Mike. Stephen Harperside. No, I don't play Div Three. I'm between Mike Piercin and Nick Gomez Rizzo. Uh, two of the leading INT uh, guys in the division right now. Um, Mike Persin is dangerous when he gets the ball in his hands. Three pick sixes already of, of the five interceptions he has. Um, Nick Gomez Rizzo, with every passing game, he's he's getting it more and more every time. He's becoming a threat, a two-way threat, really, but and especially now specifically on, on defense. Um, I'll go with... The up-and-comer. I'll go with uh, Nick Gomez. Up-and-coming, huh? Yes. Now, in this case, it works. Has he been around? Has he already arrived? It, blah, or, blah, blah, or, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> or is he is he uh, matchup dependent? He's matchup dependent. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know why. Next week, I will prepare a defense for why he's matchup dependent. Um, you? The thing is, like, so I have a, like, for, like, a, a DB... One that you you didn't mention was Alviseri. Alviseri oh, is one yeah, of the true yeah. safety, one of the best like safeties cover yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, I've very seen. true, very true. Um, underappreciated FPF in general. Yeah, um, not talked. Yeah, not talked about enough. So yeah, but like go, part of the reason it. that he doesn't have stats is dudes don't throw there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah he's yeah, really yeah. good. Um, but I I actually think this is this is the division of the rusher. Uh, so Noah Groper takes too many chances, but talented. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thomas Kutu. Top three rusher in FPF? Top four? Oh, all, oh not just if three. And all FPF. Of, top five. Top five? Okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Splitting yeah, hairs. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Armand Bala, up and coming? Up and coming. But no, no. You have to tell me why he's matchup dependent. <laughs> God damn it. Um, Jessica Bonstappen, by the way, five sacks in two games. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, it doesn't matter where she plays, by the way. Every division, she's a menace. Yeah. Um, yeah, down the middle and in this div is tough. And I'll give you another. I'll give you another two Ooh. that are like I haven't even put up the numbers yet, but 
Oh, I, I know one. With, I know one. With how disruptive they are. Denzel Eddie Lowe. Denzel Eddie Lowe <laughs> and Joey Notaro. Yeah. Because I've seen both bring back multiple pick sixes from the rusher position. Very true. Yeah. So they like, can they can change the game script in a heartbeat. And like Kevin Marshall? Like, like yeah. uh, uh, how many talented rushers are yeah. in this division? It's insane. Ryan Aridi. He's in this he's Ryan Aridi. I don't even know if he's rushing all the uh, he doesn't rush full time as much yeah, anymore, but yeah. but he could. But he could. Like like if you if you bring in Ryan Aridi on third or fourth down. Wow, that's that's nice to have, yep. right? Yep. So like, it, it's it's a lot. Man. Isaiah Lard's in the division. Is he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two picks, one what sack. What is this division? <laughs> Manuel Odoa, by the way, also really good rusher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Xavier Tran Khan, like another guy who takes too many chances, but just Ross oh, yeah, is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. So rushers are the the best defensive players, right, I okay. think, in this division. Cool. That and Alvisari. Um, Will Powers said the villains would upset bench warmers and even see them in the finals. What happened to the villains? Uh, they got destroyed by the they bench got warmers. Smoked. I I didn't agree with Will on this one. Uh, which part that the villains would win this a uh, game at Brossard or that the the these two teams bench warmers and villains would meet at the finals? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I knew it. Perfect. Look, look, he's producing the show like for you. Yeah, that's his job. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was the easiest setup ever, though. Like, yeah. So why? Why? I was actually trying to line it up to say it at the same time. Why did you disagree? <laughs> um, Benchwarmers are really good. Yeah. Um, Constance Miller is one of the best female players in FPF. Yeah. And sorry. In Canada. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> in Canadian flag football. Yeah. Gab Wiseman is like we played against them without Gab Wiseman at quarterback last year, and I was still impressed with them. Yep. True. When Gab yeah. Wiseman's playing with them at quarterback, they're scary. Yes. Um they added Lucas Kenville. Yes. My, who's my guy. Insanely fast. Yeah. That's um, four four things. Yeah. Justin Calix is a big body. So they have size, yeah. they have speed, they have quarterback experience. Nico Rizzo, like AJ, is a dude who, as a defensive player, feels like he's everywhere. Yes. Yeah. He. You think something's open, and he's he's not covering there. He's shooting somewhere else, but he's taking a route to make it look like something else is covered. Mm-hmm. And if you're not ready for that, if you're not... And given that they have either Lucas Kenville or Gab Wiseman rushing... You need to hold the ball an extra second with that coming Which in. you don't have. Which you don't have. You don't have because they're, they're bearing down fast. And then Melissa Rashford is, is solid. Yeah. Not, she's not constantly there. Fine. Yeah. But she's a solid player. I, d- d- there's, there's not a weakness. And oh. Boucher is really good too. Like, it, there's not a weakness. But for the villains to put up zero. I saw it coming. I, not zero. I saw it. I saw a blow coming. There's 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 too much volatility. Also, they have a point in second. No, no, no. It was a correction. It was a scorekeeping error. Yep. Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> villains are really good at playing against teams of lower caliber than they are. Fair. They're better when they can out-athlete you. Great. Yes. Th- that's not happening in this, this scenario. Correct. In yeah. fact... The f- the fact that they scored thirty one against Fit Squad to me is, is surprising. Fit Squad just also has these games where sometimes they just don't show up defensively. But yeah, um, like Flashbang team 
is as athletic as they are, beat them. Fit squad, knowledge and athleticism, beat them. Bench warmers, to me, the most athletic team in the division, they did what they're supposed to do. They wiped them out. Yeah, uh, some of the comments were that um, Mehdi Shapshub was perhaps going deep too often, and that's the nature of a bit of the villain's uh, offense. It's, 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 it's highly volatile. And I don't and too reliant on athleticism. And I don't like I've seen it's not the first time I see multiple quarterbacks for the villains. Yeah. I feel like it's like it's not instability it's, it's, in the huddle, perhaps. Yeah, like, hey, I want my shot now. It's not working, let's try something else. Or yeah. or or if it's not that, or himself like taking himself out of the game, like, okay, it's 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 just no. Someone else go in, you know? Like and that demotivates that did that demotes a, a team on offense and they kind of probably spiraled uh downwards in this one also michael james can you tell you like I, yeah. literally the team's bench is better than, than some teams the bench, starters, right? bench like, warmers yeah. yeah 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 aptly named yeah aptly yeah. named yeah no it's uh, like you, i've been a fan of nick Combs rizzo since the first time i saw him play i was like oh this dude's good this yeah. good already cool yeah. Yeah, you know, kind of like AJ. Like when he first got on, on the scene, it was like good immediately. Yeah, like this guy was made for flag football. Yeah, yeah. Nick result is that guy. Yeah, um, and and then again, the team has every component. They have everything you want. They have size. They have experience. They have quarterback play. They have all the things villains don't. Villains have one thing. Yeah, they have athleticism. Yeah, and and if they can't win that way, they can't win. So our bench warmers going to the final for you. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, yeah. They so were, you, so you and Will do agree with one on one thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was just he 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 uh he was he was kind to villains. I thought. So, that said, if you think that bench warmers are that good, the flashbang team just beat them. Yeah. So what does that say about flashbang team? We've talked about them. Um, so, as I open the wrong tab. So you you give me your part first. How's that? How's that? Sure. So because I played, uh, their actually their only loss came to uh, to kiss my end zone. Uh, it was week one of the season, and I I, you know, I, with multiple years now of experience, like like you, I'm starting to see that week one, it's kind of a crapshoot. Like, eh, no one's on on point. The chemistry is not always there. Uh, I think that's especially true for flashbang team. Uh, I think these guys are dangerous. I, I, I said it on, I think it was the first or second week of this podcast that watch out for flashbang team. I think the comparison was between flashbang team and the villains. And I said, watch out for flashbang team that if this team gets hot, which they are, uh, they can ride their momentum all, all the way to the finals. And in a finals p- potential preview, they took care of the bench warmers. Um, but they're, they're so they're similar, uh, like Jean Nicolas Branco and yeah. uh, Arjen Branco, you know, athleticism there. Yeah. Charles Vero gives him some <sighs> size is the wrong word, but he's got like an imposing figure. Figure, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he was stocky and thick, kind of thing. You know? He was everywhere. Oh, he's really good in, in the game against bench warmers. He was just everywhere. 10 receptions on 11 targets, 109 yards, two TDs. He had a pick six in the game. He he was a, a, a bench killer for the bench warmers. 
And I kind of like that um, they can win a game defensively. Like, mm-hmm. you see the team and you imagine, oh, um, they're, they're going to be really good offensively. Um, but this is a game where they had to clamp down. And they forced Gab Wiseman to throw three interceptions. One of the more gifted quarterbacks in the division. Mm-hmm. I, I'm surprised, not surprised by the result per se, because one score game, this is a final that I, I can see. Yeah. I can see kiss kiss my uh, end zone as well, uh, fit squad as well. Like there's, there's three or four teams that I think have a legitimate chance, um, and these are two of them. But I would have thought like it's. 39, 33, 39, 36, 33, 28, like something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 21, 13, that kind of outcome is surprising. And it's a game where, where it looked like bench warmers had pretty much everyone. And, you know, it just well, a well-played game by Flash Bank team. Yeah, the, the game started actually with the pick six uh, on the first drive for bench warmers, not necessarily the first play, the fourth play the fourth of the game. Yeah, by uh, so... Uh, it was all those stats went to Charles Veto. Actually, there was another scorekeeping error. I, I corrected it. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. All all of those stats went to, to Charles Veto. The only thing I'm not certain about Flashbang team, and tell me if you agree here, is they they alternate between Jeremy Augustine and Charles Veto at QB. I, I don't know what the plan is for the playoffs. It's, I I don't either. I I I, I like Charles Veto as a receiver. Yeah, I like, think that's their best. He combo. might actually also be the best quarterback, but I think losing him at receiver is paralyzing. Yeah. And we see this because in in a game where they they feel like, hey, this is real competition. This is a game where we need to win. This is the best combo. Augustine's a quarterback, and it was their dirty dogs playoff combination as well with Augustine yeah. uh, at quarterback. I and think that that's Veto. what they're gonna do. Yeah, I think that's what they're gonna do. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed by both teams. Um, it feels like just yesterday, Kiss Man Zone had like a stranglehold on this division, and now that nope. gap is gone. Nope, with like, one loss and. But like, 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 even in previous seasons, it's like, oh well, like there's two or three teams, like, you know. Uh, I love that though. I yeah, love course, that about the division. It, 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 one it, loss changes the outlook yeah. of 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 the division completely, and there's there's it's it's so much. This is so much better. The 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 stronger competition, the more varied competition, different. It makes for great games. Different lineups, different matchups, matchup dependencies, um, <laughs> and up and comers, and up and comers, uh, all lead to just fascinating uh, storylines, uh, game management, and and thoughts more thoughtful uh, game plan. Which of these up-and-coming teams uh, with one win, Deep Balls, Hungry Hippos, uh, and Team Rocket, is in trouble? Playoff matchup depends, so to speak. And which will cruise their way to the playoffs? Up-and-coming. Yeah, which are up-and-coming? I started by saying they're up-and-comers. Um, despite their win, uh, Team Rocket over uh, Block Party. Um, Block Party is going through it, though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, both teams were winless going in, so one of them, uh, something had to give. Uh, I think Team Rockets in a in a bit of trouble. Although I did see some nice balls uh, thrown uh, by their quarterback uh, Paradzi. Uh, he was he's he's off. He's he's hot and cold. Some throws look like they're on a dime, and and they're just they're they're catching the receiver right in stride. 
other balls, I'm just looking. It's like, what, what was the thought process there? This is complete. This is ten yards over the receiver's head. Um, so I, I, I'm a little. I'm worried about them. Uh, the team that I think can cruise their way into the playoffs. So again, given that all these teams are one and three, uh, hungry hippos are the team for me that they're female players. And uh, this was a, a, a sentiment shared by Charles Vero himself uh, that the female players on hungry hippos of the mostly of the Bouger volts um, are, are really, really good. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, not not surprising. We 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 know that, but like I call that game in the finals. Yes, yes, yeah. but even within the context of Coed two, they're still one of the one of the the, the better teams with uh, female players, and and we know that is one of the recipes for success uh, in 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 Coed is having the strength of, of female players, and Hungry Hippos have that. Uh, of course, led by the experience of Ali Laberge. Um, I, I, I like them to have not an easy way to the playoffs, but they'll, they'll be fine. Yeah, Julien Fortin is really good. Uh, Mathis Fosancy is really good as yeah. well. And of course, yeah. you talk about Ali Laberge. Yeah. Laberge was the coach from yeah. the Volts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. It's, it's surprising that they only have the one win. Um, yeah, I'm surprised. But I mean, it could just be, you know, it's taking them a second, and like they haven't had an easy schedule. Like the IG team we talked about, like their their team where if you don't match up well, it's tough. Uh, Fit Squad and Flashbang team are two teams we've talked about already as, as being really good. Badgers are a team that could be had. I, I saw them play this week, um, and they lost to Fighting Tigers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they just got they got out managed basically by by Seth Galina at quarterback with Maud Lacasse watching as we talked about. Um and then they play Kiss My End Zone Betch Warmers before they go on to play Block Party. So like the middle part of that schedule is tough. Like but they have yeah. Badgers which is a fifty fifty game and then two hard games, you know? So that's something to to watch out Peace for. Peace Delores sign us off here. Well it's time for Yes it's Games of the Week. Yes. Games of the Week. I have a feeling Iggy is very tired right now and wants He's to go. He's like, home. let's go home. Uh, All it, right. it went on too long today, guys. Sorry, that's on me. I, I thought we had one division left and we had three left. That's why. Five. All right. Let's go through these. Uh, this should go somewhat quick yeah, because some games. divisions don't have week six games. But we're going to start with division six. Why so serious? Jiprock State University. Why so serious? Why so serious? Betway Bandits. Gru's Crew. Gru. Betway. The Habibis Demons. Habibis. Habibi. Okay. Top G X-Men. X-Men. Go X-Men. C-Town Spice, Threat Level Midnight. Threat Level Midnight. Give me some spice. Wild Hogs, FA Squad. Hogs. I'll go Wild Hogs. No Fly Zone, Towers FT. No Fly Zone. Fly Zone. And Trailer Park Boys, Dak to the Future. Trailer Park Boys. Uh, give me Dak. All right. Division 4. Nomads, Friends with Danny. Friends with Danny. FWD. Ludnod, Bream... Blue Dreamers. Bream. <laughs> Bream. <laughs> the Reet, Cunning Stunts. Reet. Uh, Reet, because Cunning Stunts won't have jerseys. <laughs> top G's, Les Bleu Branleurs. Uh, top G's. Uh, LBB. And Mengoose, Trap Stars. Trap Stars. Trap Stars. All right. Coed Division 1, enjoy your bye. Division 2, <laughs> Touch Foot 450, Urgence Music. Urgence Music. Urgence. Yeah. 
All right, we have Women's Division 1, enjoy your bye. Women's Division 2, enjoy your bye. 5B, the Penetrators, Bulldogs. Penetrators. Depends. Killer Rays, him, you. Killer Rays. Killer Rays. Ball so hard, you, Le Blue Dry. Blue Dry. Blue Dry. All right, Division 5A, the Process, the Tokyo Sandblasters. Process. Uh, process, but uh, Tokyo's getting better. Yeah, yeah. Glory Boys, Big Fat Bats. Oh, that's good. Big Fat Bats. No Sam Mash, no problem. No problem. You saw, you heard that. Uh, no give Sam me, Mash, all the bats. Yeah, give, give me a uh, Big Fat Bat. All right, 35 plus, Polvige, FPF. Uh, FPF. I'll go FPF as well. Paramount to JMJ. Paramount. I'll go JMJ. Rainmakers, Monster. Rainmakers, let's do it. Nah, I'm going Monster. And Gladiator, Pacemakers. Gladiator. Yeah, Glads. All right, co-ed division three, enjoy your buy. Division one, enjoy your buy. Division mm. three, blue chips, Ligro Cook. Blue chips. I'll go LGC. Le Malud, the Stoics. Malud. Go Stoic. Air Force One, Bearskins. AF1. AF1. GIF, the Unfraz being for me. GIF. I'll go GIF. That's what she said, never overtime. That's what she said. Michael Scott. And Mongoose, Le Vergeful. Ooh, Mongoose. Mongoose, yeah. Fun game, though. And yeah, in our yeah. last division, co-ed division two, enjoy your bye. All right, that was easy. Well, that was efficient, wasn't it? Thank God. Yeah. This was uh, definitely one of the longer episodes we've done. Yeah. It's not like we have a clock on the wall or anything. It wasn't the clock. It was the script. <laughs> I miss. I misread the script. You um, <laughs> misread it. Yeah, because I, 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 I thought it was on the last page, and then I scrolled. I was like, oh, no. There's three more divisions. Five more. There was five more. Was it? No, it was three. Uh, From where I thought it was, it was three. Guys, most important games of the week, Eagles or Chiefs? Well, one team has the MVP, and that's Patrick Mahomes. He won MVP tonight. Oh, um, he did? He yeah. did, officially. Uh, which he should have, by the way, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's better than his MVP season already. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I... My money is on the Chiefs. Um, I have already placed my bets. Uh, Chiefs money line, Travis Kelsey, first touchdown scored. Um, I took the under also. You're going the under. Yeah, under is cashes 80% of the time in, play, in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Not recently, though, so we'll see. You know where I'm going. So, Eagle, where are you going? Uh, I do not believe in the Gestalt psychology, and I don't believe that uh, I should be a whole with my parts. So I'm going Chiefs. No Eagles. Thank you, Eagle, for your support in choosing the Chiefs. Thank you, Iggy, for your losing bets. And thank you all for letting me be myself.